We're rolling. What's up, everybody? Hola. Episode 97 Oof. of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. Welcome, everybody. We are brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business uh, on and offline, website design, Google Ads, graphic design, printing, we can help. Uh, check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on IG or on our website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. I just happen to be wearing the shirt today. Hey. Can you buy BB Digital Marketing? No, that's Swag special for you. employees and friends of the company. That's right. All right. I, I actually have. I've ordered some stuff. I don't know if I got one of these for you, but yeah. I've actually ordered some of these. I, I will say these, these, especially now that winter's coming. My wife it's wears the white one because you got yeah. one for her. She wears it out in the wild. Which uh, the white T-shirt? The white T-shirt. Oh, the, oh she wears she it in the wild. It. No, it yeah, fits her awesome. great. It yeah. fits her. She looks good in it. It's a nice logo. Then tell her I said thank you. I, you know, I'm gonna say thank you because she mm. looks she looks okay. good in it. You know, like the white and it reminds me of you. So it's like I get to look at two people uh, I like oh. at the same time. <laughs> Request a free review of your online presence at bbdigitalmarketing.com, and um, you get like a full scan of your entire business online and get an idea of where uh, you know where we can help. Uh, my name is Milton Campus. I am a brown belt training out of South Florida. We got Bo behind the camera. Bo, 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 bo. We have Miguel bo. riding shotgun. Miguel. Shout out to our booking manager, Britt. Thank you uh, for, for getting these what awesome guests on Brit the show. Britt Tavar. Don't forget to like, comment, share. Click that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate Smash it. Right? The little like notification, button. right? The little notification button on, on YouTube. Hey, You'll get a, a, I recently a notification. Learned Go ahead. Hit the dislike button. It, yeah, man. It thumbs works. Up or thumbs it, down. it works. It works towards the algorithm. It doesn't matter. It and counts but, as a positive. But, but click the, the thumbs up is better. Yeah. It all works. <laughs> but click the thumbs up. It's better. And click leave some all. hater comments. <laughs> hater comments. It doesn't matter. Any comments. All right. Joining us today. Say hi. Is <laughs> Lydia Bergamasco. Some people, if you've been following her for a little while online, you might know her as Lydia Coleman. Coleman. Uh, but we have Lydia Bergamasco joining us shortly. So stay tuned. Uh, she is a jiu-jitsu black belt and a judoka. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, another, uh, is judoka only for black belts? What's that? She will kick your ass. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, but I was oh, just wondering for the... Uh, it says it on know. her Instagram. So oh, then whatever. Let it ride. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not going to argue with her. Me neither. Uh, a few quick <laughs> shout-outs. Thank you to our friends over at Flow and Roll. We just mentioned them. Oh, we, oh, we haven't mentioned them yet. Uh, hands down, the best gear, no gear gear in the business. Don't believe us. Visit them on Instagram at flow underscore and underscore roll. Check out their awesome custom geese. Uh, flowandroll.com. You get 10% oh, excuse me, 20% off with code JJD on their website. I'm rushing through it because we also want to talk about the uh, Peace Love Jiu-Jitsu. Rash Guard is actually finally out. It's we here. have the go to flowandroll.com. Click on the team gear. It's in my and stories. Uh, it'll say Jiu-Jitsu Dummies right at the top. Click on that. You'll see our, our regular tee, our podcast tee uh, with this logo. You'll see the Peace Love Jiu-Jitsu Rash Guard, Short Sleeve Rash Guard, and the shorts. So please support. Again, this is a pre-order situation, so order now. Situation. Order now. Get your gear. Be the first to be wearing the Peace Love Jiu-Jitsu uh, You're going to get called out if you wear that at your gym. People are going to yeah. be like, what? <laughs> what? What? Thank you to the BJJ Box for all of their support. They're Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box. It's delivered to your door, filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. They find the best products in the world of Jiu-Jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Mm -hmm. uh, each box includes about four to seven items, right? A T-shirt. Uh, you can buy uh, different levels to get a rash guard. So 
There's something for everybody. Use coupon code JJD10 for ten dollars off your first order. First order. Uh, and I think uh, I didn't. You know, I always like make sure I check the mail on you the didn't way check down the mail here. Again. And there could be a box waiting. I did not. Oh no, I did check. You did. No, no box not today. Not there yet. You know what's um, a bonus too with the BJJ box? What's if that? you own a cat. Cats love boxes. Ah, yeah, right. My cat loves the BJJ box. <laughs> Thank you to Neutral Zone Clean. Check them out at NeutralZoneClean.com and at NeutralZoneClean on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, again, these are, uh, right, we have NeutralZone CBD. This is NeutralZone Clean. No CBD in these products. NeutralZone Clean products do not uh, contain any CBD whatsoever, so you don't have to worry about anything. This is all about being clean on the mats and training. It's a hygiene your personal product. life. Uh, I, I always say I carry a canister in the in the car. Uh, check them out again, neutralzoneclean.com, and get fifteen percent off with code JJD. And go wipe yourself. Okay. Uh, oh, the, also we have the bucket. Oh yeah, you're gonna grab do. the bucket, right? So we're all there's a separate special that they're running Woo-hoo, right now. You can this get joker. this bucket. Holy cow. Right? That mama jam. Remember, I got I gotta grab that, and take it home. I mean, I these to... are like 20 inch guns. That bucket is contains twelve hundred wipes, right? And you can actually use this uh this liquid, right? Could be used to keep them wet, re, re you know, add a little uh refresh them. Uh, refresh them, you know, get mm-hmm. keep them wet. Uh, keep it wet. Where are we going with this? Uh, <laughs> it's a concert. Okay, so to. that bucket normally costs a hundred, about a hundred, a little over hundred nine. Yeah. There is it's one hundred nine ninety nine. Use coupon coupon code JJD gift to get ten dollars and ninety nine cents off. That means it's ninety nine dollars, and you get free, free shipping. shipping. If you order anything else, the coupon code is going to give you a discount on anything else. But if you want to order in the same order, get some of the other stuff, get some of the other cleaning uh, or hygiene products, right. like the sprays. We we actually don't have the canister, but we got the big bucket yeah. today. I, I actually stole the canister and put little, it in the car. Little brother. Um, if you order anything else, they're going to put it, ship it to you, and give you free shipping as well. So right. it'll come in the same box, and you wind up getting it with free shipping. So uh, they're, they're, you know, Mike and Candy are awesome about taking care of uh, not only us. But they take care of some athletes yeah. like uh, Lydia. Yep. Lydia is actually sponsored by NutraZone Clean. We're going to see that yeah. in just a little bit. And Sosa. Um, okay. Uh, shout out again, NutraZone CBD. No matter if your aches and pains are coming from lifting, lifting weights at the gym, rolling on the mats, or just the daily grind of life, NutraZone has a product for you. Find your NutraZone by finding the best products for your pain wellness so you can continue your active lifestyle. And excuse me, everybody, I'm hoarse. I'm losing my voice, I'm concentrating on like how do I sound, and I'm kind of screwing up some of the read. But neutralzonecbd.com, get 25% off with code JJD. Nice. All right, we got through that. All right, guys, anything else? I'm excited for the guest. Yes, let's, let's get her in it. here. Let's do it, Bo. Hey, welcome, Lydia. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm sorry. Awkward pause. Awkward pause. <laughs> that was a strange face. <laughs> Hello, Lydia. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. You know, I didn't actually see the mic because it was like lost in your hair and when you turn your head. Okay. Damn. Very cool. Yes. All set. Ready for the podcast. She's proud. I feel She's... like Madonna. Yeah. Like, uh, have, have you done podcasts before? Have you done any? Uh, back in my early days, um, I actually had a uh, early, like, 20s. We're talking... Way back when the podcast for <laughs> podcast platform before Spotify, okay, um, yeah. we had a comic book um, podcast. Um, my college boyfriend and I met up with some friends, and it was called the Concave, where we would talk about like comics and 
all that nerd stuff. But that's, you know, that's a rabbit hole we don't have to go into. <laughs> yeah, no, ago. let's get into that rabbit hole. <laughs> let's, uh, can you get, get DC, on your phone? Yeah, get on your DC phone. DC or Marvel? Ooh, I'd have to go with DC. For comics, with comics. Comics, DC, movies, I agree. Marvel. Yeah, you know who saves them. Like, like I don't know much about comics. Oh no, I DC versus Marvel. Yeah, no, I mean, I it's know like you know, argument. Marvel. You know, you got like your X Men's and stuff like that. I think when you hear that now, most DC, people are thinking like the movies. Like DC, you know, you, know, you got Batman, Superman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, DC gets dark, right? That's it, the one thing I really like about DC is that it was the first group that did not care at all about going dark and touching yeah. on really taboo issues. Like, for example, the Batman movie that just came out. That's Batman year one. That's when he's first Batman. And it was the most sadistic Batman movie I'd ever seen. And I really <laughs> ironically like enjoyed it because they call they him brought, like, yeah, like they, they crossed that line. And then Marvel started doing Max with uh, the Punisher. Mm-hmm. And then they introduced um, the Punisher into like a trafficking ring and how he would like punish these like Balkan traffickers and all that stuff. It was really interesting, like just to see. Um, and this is what we used to talk about, just yeah. how um, who went dark and who went darker. So it was really cool. The Batman one that went really dark was the the origin story of Batman was that he became Batman and then eventually saw himself become the villain in the future long enough to where time machines existed to where he went back <laughs> in time and killed his own parents in front of him in that timeline to make sure that he becomes Batman, and that was the time loop of why Batman yeah. always exists. Bl- mind blown! I did not know any of that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think it's short circuit. So, so you okay, did so, podcast. Yeah, Com- comics. What about like the movies? Do you you still do you lean DC on the movies as well, or no? I'm more of a Marvel girl, on just because yeah. you know. Um, more Fat money. Thor is everything. They're super entertaining. Too. I I just went through on the Disney app. I shouldn't say I'm I'm almost at the end. Like I went through the timeline order. Okay. Like if I've seen it, I, yeah. there were certain things that I hadn't seen or uh, maybe caught half of the movie. Like watching. They put them in order asleep. for you. Yeah, yeah. They put them in timeline yeah. order. So I've been going all the way through. I'm at the Hawkeye series right now. Okay. Which I think oh. is like right at the end. Um, I haven't looked into the She Hulk. Dude, my daughter just—my daughter just finished it. It's good. Is it good? She's a lawyer. Is, is yeah, it it's funny. Good? It is actually good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's actually, really I looked good. at it. I was like, this looks just so weird. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I know. heard it was well done because now I also have some friends who um, are also like comic heads as well, and you know, they were saying, yeah, She Hulk actually was pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. I think it's—I think the lady who plays the main character—that's the mother from How I Met Your Mother. It, I believe so. That, that's the actress who did the mom in How I Met Your Mother. So. It's very cool to see how she transitioned herself from TV to film and then back to kind of like a miniseries. Okay. All right, so I got to give it a shot. I would I'm, give it I'm, a shot. I think I'm Dude. on like episode four or five of Hawkeye. Yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of, I'm definitely like, I like the I like the Marvel, but my preference, are, I like the DC. I mean, I grew up on Superman, you know, to see it go like, you know, a little darker in the movies as, as opposed to, Christopher Reeves Superman. Yeah. Like I, I, thought, like I thought the Batman versus Superman was dark. Yeah, no, I, I like really those. dark. Who's 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 your like favorite Batman? Which Ooh, or Batman or which I mean like question. is it Michael Keaton? Dark is it you know <laughs> we it has to be but, Christian Bale. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah. Same. Took yeah, my breath nice. away. He literally I mean he's he's a nutcase too, right? He's yeah. he's out there apparently he's out there he really gets into it yeah yeah method actor yep i like them in uh the big short 
when he plays Dr. Michael Burry. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. I know the so movie good. you're talking about. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I, I want to see him in Amsterdam. I like there's him as a, a boyfriend. Th- there's a movie with him and Margot Robbie um, that just true. got released. It's called Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to yeah. check that out. It's about, I think it was like a post-Great War life thing. I don't know. Timepiece. What did you think yeah. about the... the, the um, why you? I'm not a mind reader. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, 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 ben Affleck. Ben Affleck as Batman. Ben Did you Affleck. like that in the, in the latest in the latest movies? You didn't like it. No, no. bro. I kinda, he's always. I kind of. He's like always going to be Kevin Smith's mall rat. To me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You can't. You can't oh. appreciate the sweet without the sour. <laughs> you want. You want to know something? I like. I ha, I, I, do, I do like him. I think Christian Bale's the best Batman uh, out of any Batman there ever was. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like Ben Affleck's Batman because, like, just the like it went a little even darker, just right. as like kind of you know the, I don't know, do you call that like a kind of like an anti-hero, right? He's really trying to kill another yeah. superhero, right? No, he's um, still a good guy, but yeah. he's just you know he's having a bad. It's one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's one of those I, years. You I, know? I, li- I like I like that man. darkness and something with Ben Affleck is actually funny. Like I'm more of a fan of him now. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen like he speaks fluent Spanish. There was like uh, you could see videos online. Like oh, yeah. my, my, my wife is always that, sending him to me. Uh... He speaks Spanish. He lived in Mexico when he was a kid for like a couple of years, mm-hmm. and he maintained his friendships, learned Spanish, orale. and he speaks with a with a Mexican like the the like it is. the twang, it is very like, Mexican. Oh, like he speaks like with that little me- like that that uh, stereotypical like Mexican. It's not stereotypical. It's the Mexican yeah. accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he just, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm Colombian. Well, I don't want to be like the Mexican yeah. accent. Somebody go. What you mean it's Mexican a real accent. thing. It's a yeah. real thing. It's just yeah. you're, you're trying to be careful because yeah, yeah, you care yeah. too much about what you people think. Me, yeah. It's I'm called always, a Mexican listen, accent. Gabriel, I'm always like Gabriel, straddling the line. Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, he makes he makes yeah. fun of that. He's Mexican. Yeah. But yeah, good. He's Mexican. Yeah. But so but so anyway, so now I'm like a little bit of like a bigger Ben Affleck fan. My wife tells me like I have a crush on him now because to watch him speak Spanish, I'm just like this is like, this is awesome. I, I you know it's like. Well, you, something about somebody like you didn't know he's been around. Nobody good. knew. And then all these videos come out of him doing interviews in Spanish. Where the hell were these? Had me a Goodwill Hunting. Mall Rats was awesome. good. And then when I found out that he can't play blackjack at any major casino in. <laughs> oh, they don't let him? They don't let him. He's an avid poker player. So okay. that may be more of a fan. But he he's actually such a good like card counter edge short. Uh, um, Edge sorting is what the technique is oh, called. Like no he could shit. do, he could do all that. Like he's apparently like super cerebral yeah. when it comes to that. Wow, he's a mentalist. So he's, he's not allowed to play blackjack in Vegas. He's like Goodwill Hunting is in my top five movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely of all time. That's an amazing movie. I was actually trying to get my wife to watch it recently. So, but so you did a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, well, so, oh, no, I love you. you did Con- a podcast. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up concave. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Pull so it up old. now. We're, we're gonna we're gonna insert it into the yeah. Movie. Oh man! <laughs> like and subscribe. I got tangled here. <laughs> like, so, share, so let's, subscribe. Let's talk about let's talk about jujitsu. Let's talk Sounds about jujitsu. I know that uh, you do jujitsu and judo, but let's just talk to us about how you got your start in martial arts. Period. So I've been doing martial arts ever since I was a little kid. Um, my I have ten cousins who are significantly older than I was, and then the one cousin who was relatively around my age used to just beat the living crap out of me. He's like two years older than I am. And like, ever since I could walk, like there's been accounts where he'd be like pushing me and like <laughs> fighting me. And like, it really like, there was just some weird, I have to kill her mentality <laughs> that he had. 
So my parents enrolled me in Oyama Karate, and I was studying that. And um, so I'm from New York originally. I moved I moved to Jersey recently. Hey, but, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> so basically, I grew up downtown Manhattan, and uh, there was this dojo there, and it was a full contact karate studio. And my mom enrolled me because she goes, I need you to know how to defend yourself, not only against my cousin, but against anybody that would ever put me in a bad situation. And I learned how to fight. literally like full contact fighting and that just carried on to uh, adulthood and then you know i kind of got distracted a little bit because of swimming and lacrosse i played lacrosse and i swam in college so that took a lot of time away but i still was able to keep up with like martial arts and just keeping Mm -hmm. up with like fighting and you know nobody messed with me because they knew that i could throw hands so that was nice (laughs) let me ask you a question about and (laughs) it's the first time i've really heard i think anybody on the podcast specifically like like say it this way is full contact, full contact karate. Like I took karate when I was little. I definitely, you know, we didn't do sparring, right? It was like, you know, you just we forms did. and katas. It was after school. You, when you contact. say full contact, I mean like as a kid, you are yeah. strapping on the gloves and you're punching people in the face. Uh-huh. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's literally everything you see in Cobra Kai, but not theatrical. Not yeah. as theatrical. Yeah. And of course, with the safety. So I, I can remember my earliest tournament. I won when I was like eight. Um, I was about to get my brown belt and I was the youngest in that class because of how much I wanted to fight. And also I was tall. I've always been a tall kid, a big kid. I'm tall now. I'm five, nine. So when I was little or younger, I was always the biggest kid in the class. I was always the heftier kid. So they always put me in the advanced classes and I would just like fight the older kids. And that was advantageous for me because it learned, it learned, it taught me how to, um, to fight, you know, it taught me how to stand my ground against people who are bigger than I am and people who are bullying me. But yeah, it would just, my senseis over at karate would just put these little chest protectors on, the little styrofoam head, like the glossy yeah. styrofoam helmet and like gloves. And they're like, all right, go. And it was whoever got up to five points and certain body parts were worth certain more. I don't remember it, but my mom ended up stopping me because I got put with this 13 year old boy when I was 10, because we were <laughs> the same height. And he kicked me so hard, I was throwing up afterwards. So my oh, mom wow. said, okay, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. Mm. We're going to do like stuff like Taekwondo and we're going to move you around to like different things where you still are learning martial arts, but you're not yeah. going to get completely hurt. Oh, did, how'd you feel about that at that time? Did Was it, were you like, oh, hell, I'm in late. Let's, we're out of here. Or were you like, no, I want to keep on doing this, mom. I was like, I want, I want to take him. <laughs> like, I want to take this kid where out. Get him back. <laughs> where, where did he hit you? He hit me probably. He, I think he just kicked me as hard as he possibly could, like in my solar plex. Like oh, it just knocked oh. the wind out of me. And I was, you know, a 10 year old kid and he was a 13 year old boy. Yeah. So like, you know, he's developing his testosterone's like soaring. And I'm just like this like fat kid. <laughs> just like, <laughs> let's go. <His> first <laughs> you <know>? ball dropped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, you know, he, he kind of hulked out on me a little bit and that's fine. Um, because if I ever catch him again, I'd be like, hey, you want to roll? Like, <laughs> I think that's an official call out. Yeah. 13 <laughs> year old boy. Do you remember from, his name? No, I don't. Oh, but man, we call him out. From Lower West Side, Manhattan. <laughs> I will find you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so go on. I, I stopped you. So you go from, uh, yeah, from so karate, karate to taekwondo. And then I started swimming. And then the taekwondo was actually helping me develop my leg muscles for swimming. So my mom kept taking me like twice a week and I was I was going to practice almost like two a day and everything and just pushing myself for swimming and then lacrosse then after college well in the middle of college I learned about Muay Thai 
So I was like, oh, I get to punch people in the face and really not feel bad about it. <laughs> so I learned how to box. I learned how to do some striking. And then it eventually led me to MMA, kind of like bled in a little bit. The time when Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate were in Strike Force, not even in the UFC. Oh, I remember Strike Force. Showtime. Yeah, back in the day. Showtime. And yeah, um, I said to myself, hey, I like what they're doing. I kind of want to do that. So I enrolled in a jiu-jitsu school and I'll never forget my first day. And it's going to go nameless because I don't want to be tagged <laughs> with this particular affiliate. But um, I remember he goes, the the instructor goes, okay, so uh, it's a hundred bucks a month and you can train as many times as you want. We have striking, we have jujitsu and um, you know, here's a hundred dollars. There's no contract. It's month to month. Here's a gi, here's a belt jump into class. I'm not teaching any techniques. So it's an hour of straight rolling. Your first like, day, my first day, <laughs> my first day. And I looked at the guy and I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and he goes, the bathroom's over there. We don't have a women's changing room. And I said, okay. So I walk in and there's just a mat of just like big sweaty dudes. And I think to myself, man, what did I get myself from bad into? to worse? <laughs> I was like, crap. Okay. So I put on the gi. It was an eight, four. <laughs> right, that's and like that's big on well me. no yeah. i mean it was it had some space right when i started jujitsu i was huge like i was a lot oh. bigger you okay. know like despite being active you know i just i ate like i was still swimming and i was drinking like i was still swimming and my metabolism was saying girl you're on the wrong side of 18 you are not a swimmer <laughs> like you need to relax so um yeah my first day i got completely like trucked like it was bad like it was just like I, I think the smallest guy in the room was like a 220 pounder. Oh boy. And, um, after class, like I remember I like hurt my nose and like my face was all messed up and he goes, are you coming back tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, what time? And he goes seven. I was like, all right, I'll see you then. <laughs> and ever since then, it just kind of unlocked a uh, door for me to train. See, I think like we, we talked about some last episode about like getting your students in, like you got to kind of be a little gentle with the new guy. You, they weren't so gentle. How were you 10 at that time or you were a little bit older? No, right I was, I was, Oh, you said you, oh, I was like 22, 23 oh, okay. at you the time. I'm sorry. Okay. But yeah. this was like, um, this was a little over 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. All it's right. like so, still early jujitsu. If you yeah, think yeah, that, about I, I mean, a kid, a kid wouldn't have been back, but an adult might, no. you know, yeah. Like, okay. I need to learn how to do that. To I, people. I would say that an adult now would be more likely to not come back from that Oh yeah. because jujitsu oh, yeah. is where it is now versus yeah. back then. You didn't really yeah. have choices, there a lot of options. options, no, no videos, no YouTube, not jujitsu. Like, hey guys, this is what you should expect about a BJJ yeah. environment. Blah blah blah. Like, no, there was no. none of that. Hats off to you for going dirty. back. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, here I am today, right? Black, yeah. Like a decade later. Congratulations on your black belt, by the way. Thank you very much. Oh, yes, yes that was a very emotional moment, <laughs> and it was cool because my professor, she's she's a she, she's a female, and getting promoted to black, um, getting promoted to black belt by another female to me is just amazing. Yeah. That's great. That's dope. Congratulations. I'll take Thank it. You. I'll take it from whoever gives it. When do, where does, <laughs> where does judo play into, to all of this? So I toured around with judo. So in 2018, I was training with Marcelo Garcia in Manhattan and, um, I was competing for him as well. And I was doing really well. And I just, I was toying with judo. I met Shintaro Higashi at like a seminar and we just clicked. Right. So Shintaro and I kept in touch and he goes, Hey, anytime you want to start learning judo, we can make that happen. So I started going like once a week, but then after worlds 2018, um, 
which I did podium. I, I medaled at I medaled there and I did use my judo that I learned for like the three weeks that I went. But um, I just didn't have time anymore because I just wanted to focus on being better, right? Like, because to me at the time, um, getting silver was not acceptable, right? Even though it's like a big feat getting silver out of blue belt worlds, that's huge because that's a lot of people that I had to cut through. But um, to me, it just wasn't acceptable. So I wanted to focus more on jujitsu. Then flash forward to 2021, my first super fight ever as a brown belt was against this Brazilian national judoka who is also a brown belt. And it was a game and match. it was a game match. And I said, you know what? She's going to throw my ass. And if I pull guard, she's going to do something where she's just going to pin me and do something. So at the time, one of the students at the gym I was training at, she she's a highly competitive judoka. She was showing me a couple of things here and there, how to enter, how to block. And when I went into the match with Michelle, my opponent, who's who ended up being one of my really good friends. So I talk to her like almost every day now, but uh, I was able to block and I was like, oh man, I missed this. I really do. So I, I Googled judo near me and Cranford JKC was the first judo school to come out. And Cranford is the home of eight Olympians, I believe. Well, so I went in and I said, Hey, I'm a jujitsu brown belt, but I want to learn judo. Teach me. (laughs) Sensei Nick was like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> so, so yeah, let's, let's do judo. So that's, that's where it kind of played. And I, I did it to just improve my transitioning. I did it to improve, um, my chances of actually surviving if I ever get in the ring or not ring, but if I ever get on the mat with a, uh, one of these Brazilian girls who have been, who kind of cross-trained judo and jujitsu or any, any girl who you're the threat now. Yeah, now I'm the I'm the threat. You're the threat. Yeah, you're the, the one that people are like the the other end of the story. It's like, man, I got on the mat and she she's been doing. You're judo. gonna make you're gonna make somebody else start. Yeah, training judo. You're, Listen, you're, not you're one perpetuating woman, judo. Yes, but not one woman stood with me at Worlds, and that really hurt my feelings. Uh, yeah. They, well, they know. <laughs> they, well, the minute they felt that grip on the back, they were like, "Nope." I hate that. Yeah, yeah, that's how. That's the meme, like, baby. No. You ever seen or, the meme about like how? How to how to beat a judo player and it's just like people it's just like a montage of people pulling, pulling guard. guard. Yeah, <laughs> I even see when you see the like the square patch. Yeah, USA. What you know? Get you, out. Like, you see them. You're like, oh yeah, just no. Sit I'm, down, bro. Yeah, whether it's on the mat, like at a competition or in your own gym, some guy walks in with that big square patch. You're I, like, oh. I I will say, Lydia, when somebody grabs the back of my collar like that and does those little gentle tugs first, <laughs> I sit down immediately. <laughs> Then we can never be real friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You know where to find I'm me. Too old, I'm <laughs> too old to get thrown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely too old to get thrown. I'm, I'm like, right we away, do. I start thinking, oh, my back. We have uh, so, Tom. Yeah, Tom's Tom, a black belt in judo. That dude, I, pull, I pull on him all the time. He's almost made my feet touch the ceiling. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Because you know how I get cocky sometimes? Yeah. I try. <laughs> you tried? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I pull guard. When right you away. try hard? I give him a little bit. I make him think I'm going to like play with him a little bit, and then I'm just like, boop. <laughs> Nah, right bro. to my butt. Okay. It's too much. That's very hurtful. At yeah. the, at <laughs> the feelings the... get hurt. Okay, guys. So no, I'm, old, I'm a Henzo. Got to work in the morning. Uh, I'm a Henzo Weston affiliate. You know, uh, that's the school that I go to. So like, we do a lot of stand up. There's like yeah. wrestling classes, takedown classes. Yeah. It's very like any judo. No straight judo. Well, yeah, but it's more like jujitsu judo, which yeah. I'd love to talk to you about because there's a big difference. There's a lot of back exposure in traditional Japanese judo. Whereas you have to be more careful with that, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, man, it's like it's part of the game now. You're becoming a more well-rounded athlete, and it seems like that's your goal. 
So you know who actually inspired me a lot to do both is uh, Dave Camarillo out in Cali. He's the head owner of Gorilla BJJ, mm-hmm. and this guy is just a unit. He was actually on Emily Kwok's podcast uh, recently, and he was talking about how judo and jujitsu really complement each other, and it's just like learning how to modify one to fit the other. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot of judo tournaments where you'll see the jujitsu brain click in, especially the minute I hit the ground and it's not an epon, and I flip them over and I pin them, mm-hmm. I immediately think get to mount. And that actually cost me my black belt match. Um, I'm not a black belt. I'm a green belt in judo, but I compete in the brown and the black belt level because at this point, there's no point in me jumping in with white belts, right? Like it's ego kind of sandbagging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I am the evil judoka. (laughs) Do people go like, what you put, you have a green belt. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah, I did. I did hear somebody in the back. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that they like green belts in the black belt division. Yeah. And then, and then somebody on my team goes, yeah, but she's a black belt in jujitsu. So yeah. <laughs> she can handle herself. Ashiwaza but, um, coming your way. <laughs> yeah, all, all of it. All the Nawaza. Well, you can't armbar in the novice division. So that's why I go to brown and black. So if I ever end up in closed guard, I can what snap are, like, the armbar. I'm familiar with judo, but I'm not familiar with... I see, I see... I only watch like the Olympic level matches and I've never looked up the rules. I just see like as soon as somebody's shoulders hit the mat, it's a point. But then sometimes I see them flip them and they'll usually do like, you know, like a, a hip toss or something like that. But then they go straight to an arm bar because like the guy's bridging so hard. So like, what's the point? You just want to pin them real quick, right? So like, Epon is the full point. That's when you win. That's when they go like mm-hmm. this, right? Wazari is half a point. That's if anything other than the shoulder lands on the mat. So if let's say I throw you, you land on your ribs and you roll back to your forward, your your front, I'd get half a point. And if I successfully pin you after the half point, then I'd get the full Epon. So a pin is technically full points, but if you already did the work by throwing them and then they land on their side and then they, and then you pin them, then you'll get the full point. So the point of the, of the Jujigatami is to pin them. It's not even to do an arm lock because they can't tap or. You can tap. I mean, you can do arm locks. You can do submissions, right? Like in my uh, Jigori Kano book, there's like all different types of subs that you can do. As long as you tap, if you tap, you get the, if your opponent taps, you get the automatic win. So a lot of people, if they see the opportunity for the arm bar, because Nawaza escapes aren't really a thing Mm -hmm. um, in judo. So Nawaza guys is like groundwork, but Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, but um, Nawaza escapes aren't really like a thing. So if somebody sees an opportunity for an arm, they'll go for it or a bow and arrow choke, they'll go for it. Not many people know how to defend very well on the ground. So if there's back exposure or you, okay, get the half a point and then pin them, the fight, is that match completely over or that you you fight again for more points? The only way a match ends is through a submission? It's No, it's through an Epon. So it's either a full throw or a half throw and then a pin. Or and a that half match throw. is completely over. That's it, yeah. you beat them. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Onto the so, next. Or, or, yeah. Onto the next. Or if let's say like I get the Wazari, which is the half point, right? If I throw somebody and I mm-hmm. get the Wazari and they turtle up and the ref counts to 10 seconds and if nothing happens, they stand us back up and then we start on our feet again. Yeah. How long do but you have to I work have to... for a submission? If if they if you've gotten your half a point, you haven't done like you haven't pinned them. Is there uh if you're working for a submission, is that timed or no, you the have. Ref, you can work as long as you can. The ref usually gives you up to ten seconds okay. to do something, well, which isn't a lot of time. If you no, think, if no, it, if, no, to finish. And the matches are only four minutes. So if yeah. let's say I got the Wizari, I got a half point, 
and I'm continuing and I'm fighting really hard and I can't get an Epon or I can't get the pin because I have the Wazari and my opponent doesn't have any points, I will win the match. By okay. Avantage. Very cool. Yeah, right, that's I'm our advantage. Something today. Yeah, <laughs> that's the advantage right there. So, Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at the BJJ Box. Neutral Zone is combat family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you Neutral Zone clean? Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. No, I was gonna ask what what's your favorite what's your favorite uh entry from judo that you use in jujitsu? The belt grab because I get to hold onto the belt as long as I can in jujitsu and judo I only have three seconds so long as I'm attacking. So is that over like over the back? Over the back over with the, back. the belt. So I'll mm. break their posture down and then I grab the belt and I load them into my hip, into my Ken Ken Uchimata. Ken Ken is like a hopping Uchimata. So yeah. over over the head. And they go for a ride. They go for a ride and I land right on them, right into side control. Yeah. You you don't have to be careful about spiking the head there. 
you just tuck and roll. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, when I do it, I load them onto the hips so much that mm-hmm. they'll roll forward. And if they don't roll in my momentum and their momentum together, it's just going to push us forward. That's more of a corkscrew than a flip. Yeah. So it's better. It's like a quarter, yeah. an illusion. But I've been toying around with this new one. It's called the hammer throw. <laughs> it's, oh, boy. So Jack Unesca, guys, remember this name, okay? Future Olympian, along with his older brother, Nick. But Jack and I are a little bit closer. We're, like, a little bit friendlier. But um, Jack was showing this one movement in class called, like, the hammer throw. And, man, you feel like a Greek god when you do this. It's like you literally grab their lapel, shift and move their weight this way, and then you just grab the other side of the lapel and just smash them over. What? What's his name just did it? Frey from Germany just did it in the under 100, ca- uh, 100 kilo division send, at Worlds. Send me the And the guy, the guy was like this, like taunting Frey, and Frey mm-hmm. just went wham, boom. It was awesome. So I I'm learning it. that. I'm playing around with that. I can hit it on people my size and smaller. My bigger friends, I'm working not to like dislocate a shoulder to do it, but <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Is, uh, is judo in any way, shape, or form like jujitsu in that? people get started when they're older or is it a much younger person's game? I have classmates as young as like five and I have classmates as old as like in their seventies. Yeah. So it really depends on your personal body, like how you take care of yourself. Like the boys, uh, the UNESCO boys, they've been training ever since they could probably walk. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, they, they're obviously in a lot better shape than people that just start. But I have, um, even like in my rank class, like I have a couple of my friends who are like between, 25 and 35 and we're all starting around the same time okay yeah are those mats any any softer than the jiu-jitsu mats no no it sucks yeah it sucks when the big guy gets the throw <laughs> yeah we have this giant six foot six japanese man he goes by the name sakimon <laughs> he's a massive human being and like one of my first weeks he like yeeted me into the mat and you, everyone just heard like Pah! and i was like oh my god yeah. i see my ancestors like this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> i was just laying there for a second i'm like did i flatline you said he goes by that name is there a meaning do you know the meaning of the name yeah so he's a high-end sake dealer so oh, him and sake. his group of guys sake man. yeah oh. yeah so if you actually look them up on instagram it's called sake man and uh he's sake man blue but um the guy's so great, man. Like at every major yeah. like picnic that we have, he always brings his like he always brings his like batch of sake. Warm and, like, sake or awesome. cold sake? Cold sake. Yeah. He goes warm sake. Warm sake is if sake bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's sucky. It's sucky sake. Yes, sucky sake. <laughs> I, I have a non judo, non jujitsu question. So um Lydia Coleman or Bergamasco, you recently got married? Yes. And it's now Bergen, Moscow? Yes. Okay. Are, are you going to be changing your your Instagram handle? No, can't do it? Too much work. <laughs> too much work. <laughs> too much. <laughs> you'll still I, get I the traffic. Them. I think they still do it that way. Listen. If you change it, like somebody puts in your, you'll you'll get that traffic for a while. I know. I've been Lydia <laughs> Coleman for 32 years, and I've just been Lydia Bergen, Moscow for the last year. So. <laughs> let, it, let it take hold a little bit longer? Nah, man. Yeah. Just let it ride. Use the dash. Use the dash. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm legally, I'm legally. Hold on. Bergamasco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, my wife. That uh, that was one of the <laughs> arguments I had with my wife. My wife didn't want to let go of of her last name. She want. Then it was like hyphen, and I said, "Look, this is the one thing that I yeah. want. 
You got everything else you want, all the traditional stuff. This is the one thing I want. Just the name change. Really? Yeah. I know. I could and, care, I could honestly care less. Yeah. No, um, I unless, mean that was the one traditional thing I wanted. I'm got married when I was older. I, I didn't get married until No, my I 40s. feel you. I get it. It was just that was it. I didn't ask for a lot. I just this is the one Dude, my thing wife, I wanted. My wife know. said it was such a pain in the butt to change the name. To, yeah, because the the passport, the license, the social security card, oh. all your billings for everything. Yeah. It's she like still a, goes through that. It's like a, she's got emails that still say her old last name. Yeah, bro. And yeah. she had to learn how to say my last name. I was gonna say Lecarica. Yeah. How how, how how was that for a non-Hispanic person well, to take on that name? Was it was it difficult for her? There's not a lot of brown sugar in Toledo, Ohio, yeah. where I met her. So she was open to the idea. Of an ethnic last name because yeah. it was uh, it was stand exotic. Out. You know what I mean? How does and, she? How uh, does she say the? Does she say it with the with the? You, you, here's the here's the best part. Her so her mother in law, right? Pam, my mother in law. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pam, love her to death. Sup, Pam? I know you'll never watch this. <laughs> and uh, she she still doesn't even say it. Like she tries, but she just calls us the clickety clacks. That's <laughs> great. Because <laughs> she can't say. Can yeah. You get close to say yeah. How does your wife say it though? Does your wife? She says she says like she cheats it. Does she I say her, it with a little Spanish? No, no, I taught her how to cheat. Like it. Yeah. No, she's like like she says lecarica instead yeah. of lecarica, but like she says lecarica. My my kids are still my kids don't know how to say yeah. their last names. Yeah. <laughs> my sister is I'll say her I'll say her last name is uh, Alicea, uh -huh. Spanish, like Puerto Rican Spanish, uh, Puerto Rican last name, and they Americanize it. The kids say Alicia. Yeah, like they they let them Americanize it, you know. Yeah, so. there you go. Then you go from that. Coleman to Bergamasco. I mean, my mom went from Neng to Coleman, so I mean, like, okay, yeah. it's always been like, but Col like Coleman's got a sweet spot in my heart. Yeah. All my camping gear. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Man, I wish I could sit here and play off like I'm the heiress to Coleman camping gear. But yeah, right. when you see the Walmart brand Ozark Trail compared to Coleman, you're like, I'm gonna go with Great Value. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Recently married, right? Oh, you said you just said yeah. it before. I'm sorry. Our year is coming up in 17 days. Mm. Hey, congratulations! Yeah, like hot, you guys get married on Halloween? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, the day before. So we were. Yeah. I was supposed to be a Halloween bride. So for those of you who don't know me, <laughs> I am a huge Halloween fan. Like haunted houses, like witchy stories, um, spell stuff. Like I'm, I'm into you, that whole. You and my wife would get along. Stuff. I have That's to watch. Perfect. I have to watch scary movies this whole month. I'm not allowed to watch anything else. Mm. I'm not a scary movie you, guy. But I, I'm, I, I know the answer because I'm looking at the picture. I have your Instagram on my screen. When you said, I, I was like, wait a minute, did she wear something crazy? But I remembered that I had seen this. Were oh, you yeah. looking to wear something like crazy instead of a, a traditional wedding dress? So I wanted to wear something crazy, but my mom, so my mom's from Hong Kong. Um, and she said to me, she goes, listen, you can't go too crazy because you still have our traditions and you have to like respect the superstition of a wedding. Like you have to have mm -hmm. like a wedding dress. But she goes, your third dress can be whatever it wants to be. So I go, OK, cool. I told her I want to wear a black dress. And she goes, absolutely the hell not. You're not. No. So third dress. So dress. it's the wedding dress and then like a reception dress and then like a casual. So, is that is that how it would go? No, so it's my ball gown, um, my Chinese traditional oh, to okay. cut the cake, because you know when you cut the cake, it's like really pretty and it's very shiny. Okay. And uh, my third dress is just a party for the rest of the night. The reception. Yeah. Dress. Okay. Yeah. This is Chinese so, culture. 
Yeah, that's mm. um, old school Chinese traditional Got weddings. It. Yeah. Um, nowadays, brides just do like one or two dresses or like they'll just do two dresses and that call it a day. But I wanted to respect what my mom did. And because um, my parents had a really beautiful wedding, um, even though it was like a very like typical 80s wedding, like my mom had like the big hair and like the shoulder stuff going on. But she changed three times. And I said, listen, my mom changed. I'm going to change. So. Um, so, yes, I wanted to do like a black dress. I want to do like a Morticia Adams thing. She goes, no, she goes, can you just have fun with it? I said, fine. Um, so I picked this giant cupcake pink dress for if you if you look at my instagram it's this giant dress it was so heavy that at the end of the night it like the bone because all my dresses are corset back because i swim and i do jujitsu i have a big back so zippers just don't work on me at all so i had to do like a corset back dress and by the end of the night this gown was so heavy that it had imprints of like the corset boning in my ribs i was like man I'm so glad that I get to wear t-shirts again. My, I got married on Norwegian cruise lines. We, we cruised our family cruise. So we like invited everybody Uh. to cruise and we, (laughs) and we, we went, so she had the bat, she had the second dress, but with Norwegian, they only allow one wedding. They do vow renewals and that's they can do other vow renewals, but they, you're allowed one wedding, you know, new, new wedding on the boat at any, and I was, all right, this is cool. They treated her so good. And like we would just be like walking somewhere and it was just like, ah, she would not take that dress off. She was just like, <laughs> I am not changing this fucking dress. I'm not changing yeah. this dress. She, they treated her. She was the queen of that cruise. And we had like a personal, uh, like we had somebody assigned to us that was just like concierge the yeah. entire cruise. Any place we went, we cut the line. They got us front row seats in any. You got a Disney treated pass. Treated her like, yeah, man, it was <laughs> amazing. Awesome. And she, she was, she wanted to wear the dress again. I was just like, okay, take it easy. You can't do that again. But uh, yeah, it was an amazing. She, she loved it. But um, you know, hey, we had a good time. It was fun. But like people sometimes, when well, sometimes when I tell, hey, I got married on a cruise, they're like, and eh, that's like getting going to Vegas. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It yeah. was amazing. We had a our best friends and family around for seven days That's and we awesome. just like got to drink every night with people that I don't get to see a lot. My best friends from New York. It was, it was amazing. It was, it was a per- perfect for us. We didn't want like the whole, we were both older at the time. You know, we didn't want to have like this, like the, you were technically, we weren't you're, looking you're for the traditional shit, but like, we both had, ki- we both had a kid already, you know, like it was just like, we wanted to do it completely non-traditional. So Dope. it was, it was good. Um, let's talk about girls and geese. Sure. Tell me yeah. about it. Why are you doing this? Why? No, why? No, why? Oh. Milton just oh. like gave you like why? all the I don't fingers. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's, giving it's, directions it's the, so nobody else Madonna. speaks. It's the Madonna. It's the Madonna. I got you. That's, that's why. I thought I, you were going to tell me I think you just make sure stocks. that nobody else talks while I'm asking the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell me. Everybody shut up. Tell me about Girls and Geese. So Girls and Geese, for people who don't know, it's a nonprofit organization that brings women of jiu-jitsu together and they do these seminars. It's a donation-based seminar, and I am blessed to share it with uh, my professor, Fiona. Um, that's going to be on October 23rd, and that's actually the day after my Hammer Challenge um, super fight, which is also in the same spot, so I'm going to be driving back and forth a little bit. Oof. But um, I'm really excited for it. It's a really good opportunity. It's something that I never had when I started out, and I think it's such a blessing to give back to the female community to show, hey, not one, but two active and competitive female black belts are going to be showing you some techniques and just rolling and just having a lot of fun. 
So you, you just said, I share it with, are you an owner? Did you start that when you say I shared it? What did you Oh, mean? no, no, no. I'm not an owner. Oh, okay. It's it's a separate company. Um, okay. Girls and Geese, it has been around, I think, for a bit as well. But they are they just do these seminars all over the country. Mm-hmm. And um, they always ask local female black belts or local female upper belts to show and stuff. And um, it started with me constantly tagging them in everything I do. <laughs> Just saying, hey, look at me. Stalk, we call that stalking. Uh, <laughs> oh, always, always. And um, they eventually reached out saying, hey, do you want to do a technique of the week? And I said, yes, I do want to do a technique of the week. And then I entered that and they were like, we're doing an event in New Jersey. We asked Fiona um, to do the event. Would you like to co co like co-teach or co-coach? And I said, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah, it's great. Like Fee and I are such a really great team together to begin with so just to have an opportunity to teach with her would be great very cool very cool where do you where do you think uh like female jujitsu is now because like when a lot of people talk about you know jujitsu being like in its infancy even just coming to america you know that's like late 90s early 2000s you could still consider pretty early you know pioneer would be like early 90s you know 91 92 around there I mean, you've been around 10 years, so, like, that's definitely not mainstream UFC. Everybody knows, like, just it was even just UFC fans pretty much knew about jiu-jitsu because of the Gracie Challenge. And, but, like, female jiu-jitsu, you know, the catalyst, which got a lot of females to do MMA and everything else, was also, you know, Ronda Rousey coming in and and making it. But, like, how do you feel where female jiu-jitsu is now? And how do you feel... Like with this trajectory, like, do you think it's still like it's still going way up or do you think it's plateaued or what needs to change or like just your feelings generally? So in general, I feel that from where I've come, it's definitely a huge increase this year in Worlds. I've had I had nine women in my division. There was not a single division where women only had two fights in the master one category at Worlds, which to me is great because I came from an environment where the bigger you were and like what weight was um not name was just weight but the heavier you were the less opponents you had so me seeing nine names in medium heavy and then looking at heavyweight and seeing seven or eight names there and then at super heavy there were even six this was giving people a chance that i never saw before at the brown belt level right the black belt level forget about it it was packed you know like it's amazing to see the growth um being at a gym where that's female run our women's classes, we average between 20 to 25 women per women's class. Enrolled right now at Fiona's gym at Notorious, we have 34 women. 35, I'm sorry, we had we just had another one join. What do you and just watching the growth of that is so like breathtaking, you know, it's amazing. Um, I think in the future, and also in the kids' classes, it's all little girls. Yeah, it's a lot of little girls. All little girls. And I think with what's going on in our world, and especially within our own community, right? I think it's imperative for young women as young as like seven or eight years old to learn how to defend themselves, to learn how to forcefully say no if you're put in an awkward situation. Right. I did an interview on a podcast yesterday. Um, I was the guest and I uh, it turned out that the it was uh, uh, he's a white belt. The the host of that podcast was a white belt. I didn't know we were I thought we were we were going to be talking about marketing and heart attacks and all the other things in my life. I <laughs> didn't know we, like I fun. didn't know we were going to be talking about jujitsu. Uh, to be honest, and he tells me he's a white belt, and the whole podcast was about jujitsu. <laughs> and he was telling me because he's a snowbird, right? So he comes up, you know, uh, uh, he's actually from Canada and comes down to to Florida. 
and he's in Tampa, and he was asking me like, on the it was a subject on the podcast. What do you think makes a good gym? Because he's looking for himself. Like I don't know where to go. He only he's been training for a year, and this is the first time I believe he's come down as a snowbird out of the two years that he's done it, where he's been a jujitsu practitioner. It's like, where should I go? You know, what, what's the, you know, what criteria should I be looking at? And I said, for me, I tell anybody, you should be looking at a school that has a good female presence. Coaches. That's a red not, flag, not man. Owners, coaches, what's that? That's a red flag. Like, yeah. if you don't see, yeah. like, if you don't yeah. see, like, if there's a family yeah. and, like, the family doesn't train. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a school, you know, we, we, yeah. we met at a school uh, where it's a husband-wife team. We have a huge female presence. She's a world champ. And... I just told him, I said, you know, that's the mark of a good school for me, that there's a good mix of people. But the fact that there's a female presence is, I think, really important. You know, if you're somebody who wants to bring your wife or you, do you have kids? And that's like that's something that stands out for me um, as a, an older player myself. Like, OK, that's not as important for me. But when people are asking me about what to look for, that's what mm -hmm. I'm telling them. Uh, I think it's it's just really, again, you know, what you said, what you just said. You know, you got to kind of be careful. This this is a crazy world. A lot of things have happened in the jiu-jitsu community in the last couple of years. And that, to me, is a mark of a good gym. Not just owners, but like coaches. Yeah. And and seeing girls of all ages on the mat, uh, you know, after all that craziness happened, like even in my school, before that happened, they were we were started training in separate rooms. Before all the craziness happened, they started training in separate rooms. It was just something they started to do. Um, really because the the coach Sophia Amarante she wanted to like create this little group of killers and she got those women and now they're like we got a couple of goals more than a couple of goals at at, at world masters well, and Sophia um, Amarante is a adult yeah, yeah. champion and now she's like she's a doing seven, the masters, seven yeah. or eight time yeah match she, no, she would do both she would be a so, master she yeah. would do the masters she said she she's, I just talked to her last night she's she like, just she's just doing, doing masters she's like I'm just yeah, doing she quit. masters yeah now. she she left her belt on the mat but um yeah. But yeah, anyway, that's that that's the mark of a good school to me. I'm not saying that a, a, a all male school isn't bad. Again, as an older guy, I feel comfortable going to a school with all well, you know, just men. But if I'm giving somebody advice, I'm telling them that's something that you should look out for that there are men and women. I think it's just a different atmosphere. And again, if you have kids and you want to bring kids, I would not be somebody that's going to put my kid on the mat. Like you said you went to you went even at 22, you went, you said it was like all men and they were all huge, yeah. right? Were there any women when you started on, on that mat that day? Nope. Right? I mean, right no. there. I mean, that's like, back then it was just like, that's all you're going to find. Now it's just like, no, you you know, take your time, find a good school, take everybody's free, you know, free first week, <laughs> you know, take that, take that free week and really figure it out. And what, again, uh, yeah. what, what tips do you have for female starting jujitsu in, in terms of like, a good gym environment, things to look out for, you know, cause like even just cause somebody is really good at jujitsu doesn't mean they're a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah. My biggest red flag is when I, when I'm rolling with someone and all of a sudden I feel that they're putting the wrath of God on me. Mm -hmm. I want ladies out there, if you're listening, tell them, take a minute, take a pause, be like, listen, if we're going to continue the role this way and you're going to use a hundred percent of your strength, I'm not going to train and, with you. And you're specifically talking about a male, female, right? You're, yes. you're the female with rolling with a male, just to say yes. it out loud. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I've had experiences where, you know, like I said, I'm not a small girl. I'm 5'9". I fight medium heavy. So that's 163 and a half in the gi. I came down from heavyweight, which is 175. And, um, you know, I, I've been in situations where 
I, I would have a guy who's like 190 pounds, like going crazy on me. And I, and I say, Hey, listen, like, take it, take it easy, man. Like, yeah, we're, we're just trying to have fun. If you win practice, that doesn't mean you're like, great. You're not trying <laughs> we, to win practice. We talked about that. The last time we practice. talked about it at, at, at my school this week, my coach actually pointed at me cause I had reposted something. He says, what was it that you reposted? You know, stop trying to win practice. That's not what this is. Exactly. It's an ego boost for you. That's great. But I, I have to be honest. I mean, I didn't get to that place till I was like in purple, you know, uh, midway through my purple belt. You know, I was, I was still going in there, but we were, the mentality in the gym was, you know, like again, everybody, everybody was trying to win and yeah. everybody, maybe, you know, that's maybe too much. everybody's trying to win every, nobody, nobody wants to lose. No, and, but yeah, you know, the, the mix, mixing the girls into the class, it definitely, I know for me, when I first got to that school, I was rolling with women. They had the choice to roll with us, you know, be like, hey, do you want to roll? And I had to realize, okay, I am yeah. 240 plus pounds rolling with somebody that's 125, 140 pounds. Literal bull in a China And show. yeah, I had to like learn how, to, okay, I'm not like bringing the wrath of God down here on this neon belly, you know, yeah. or even like, okay, get up on my knees a little bit higher in side control. Like I don't mm-hmm. have to completely squish them. Uh, but I mean, it, it made me a more gentle person. And now I, at Brown Belt, I do... Like even when I'm rolling with somebody, you know, I pull guard if they're new, let them work. What am I going to do? Get on top of them and crush them and make them miserable. It doesn't and make then sense. They, yeah. they don't want to come back or, or they start to resent rolling with me and they only want to roll with people they can beat. I give them the opportunity. Again, I, I've said this on multiple episodes. Uh, George Pirro said this, like he, uh, we had a guest on who says, you know, I roll just above their level. Right. If they're white belt, I'm right here, you know, white belt, two stripes, blue belt. Like, I'm not going to kill them. I'm going to make them work. But, you know, I'm not going to let them kill me, but I'm going to just he also roll said when he was them. about if he's in competition mode, he won't even roll with people like that. Yeah. Then and then it's it. like I'm rolling with people that are going to like are crushing me. I kind of want to hop on that train, too, because not I've, I've been to I've had the I guess if you want to call it a pleasure of switching schools. I'm like <laughs> on my third school and I've always been even as a white belt, I used to talk to him. And I would go, bro, I want to go to like a bunch of schools. I don't get this whole weird stigma thing. Like I told him, didn't I tell you I wanted to go to 30 schools? The crayons, like the, 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 you know, yeah. traveling to schools. You can view it that way. Yeah. You can view it that way. It's gone. I think that's totally gone. You're only going to get an old school I, instructor that's going to get mad or you've got an expert for permission. I am not Marcus Bouchesha. I'm not no. Leandro Lowe. No, I'm no, not, but it just, it's, like, I think it's gone it's, for everybody. I mean, do you, do you agree? Like you're. I agree. You're, I mean. White belts and purple belts in your school, can they travel and not get a like side eye when they come in? Right? Yeah, why not? I like even it's, the thing is this, it's it's you it's a market, right? So you're a consumer. What you, you're talking about like marketing and all that stuff and it's a business. Whatnot. At the end of the day, yeah, you're right. It's a business, it's money in your pocket. If all of a sudden all my white belts are cross training somewhere else, then I'd have to question my curriculum and my teachers. Mm-hmm. But if it just happens to be an environment, like we're getting an influx of girls from this other gym recently, maybe they just want an environment with more women. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to like really overthink. And like, you know, the other owner knows that and they're cool and it's fine. You know, like I don't, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, I've gotten my belt from each of my color belts is from a different instructor because that's, that's my way of saying I can do better. I'm striving to do a lot better, yeah. you know, so strive to be better. Go to your 30 schools. No, make it 35 schools. Like, you know, really strive to get the best training you can get. And if you find us a, a little pocket that you fit in, stay there. That If that's like your tribe, your people, then stay there. Like I, I walked into Notorious and I've known Fee forever because she and I always competed 
around the same time. Small she and I world. are always coaching. She, like, I've known her forever. You know, like she has some time over me. You know, she's a two stripe black belt. And, you know, I walked into Notorious. I had a situation at my other academy where I, I was not welcome there anymore. And it was just a really bad situation. And I told her and I was fully transparent. I'm like, listen, these are my goals. And I think you're the perfect person for me to achieve these goals. And she goes, cool, let's do it. And in the six months I've been with Fiona, I only lost one match and it was my finals at Worlds. So yeah. I found my tribe. I found my yeah. little niche and, you know, just don't stop training. I still cross train. I was going to, I was going to ask you still know. go to other gyms. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I still cross train. Yeah. Like I'll let her know. I'll be like, Hey, um, my friend asked me to join, to do, to do class. Like my friend asked me to teach or, Hey, one of my buddies is doing an open mat. I'm going to head over there. And she'd be like, Oh, yeah. you're cool. I know I mean, a female. I was going to say, I know a female that cross trains at our gym because there's not a lot of ladies to, to have high level, no gi competition, like type of training. And then we have, you know, females that are relatively her size and, and at her skill level and above her skill level, which is hard to find for a high level female. So it's like, that's such a good, good finish. No, I'm just saying like, that's like, it's, if you have goals and your goals are to compete and get better at competing, you need, you need resources to do that. I know when I started, uh, this June will be nine, nine years. I believe I've been training when I started, you know, I, I started with a family friend who was opening a gym. Uh, We traded marketing for, I never, never paid him a dime for the two years I was there. I did the marketing did print pass out flyers like I handled all that stuff for him and I, re- I remember in the beginning he'd be like yeah you know I don't know why he was telling me this because I didn't know any better but he was just like yeah no politics you know I'm like I don't what politics what are you talking about this is the first time I've trained in a jiu-jitsu gym I didn't understand it oh you know it's you know I don't like to get caught up in the bullshit and every every coach that I've ever heard say that is the person that gets caught up in the bullshit like there's always the like okay don't train here I don't like this guy I don't like that guy and I I think that now, like nine years later, we have tons of people that come in from tons of schools. They're welcome on a weekend. They don't, we don't know them sometimes and they come in and the coach talks to them a little bit. They come on the mat. It's, I think, I think for the most part, that whole thing about being a crayonch is is gone. I, I think you can get away. I didn't feel comfortable just going to train somebody else until like I was at purple belt and and a little higher, like, Mm -hmm. If I was going to train somebody else, I would say something before. Hey, I'm going to be over here it's, at the school. Maybe just in conversation, not permission, just maybe in conversation because I didn't want him to see me in a you know a social media pic and be like, what is he doing over there? Is he still here with me? Yeah. And so did he leave? It was out of respect, yeah. not to get permission because we've talked about it before and somebody would comment like, I'm a grown man. I don't need permission. It's not permission. It's respect. So I don't mind. I still don't mind saying, hey, yeah, I'm going to be over here training. You know, if yeah, I'm not, ask, gonna see I'm, not, me. I'm not asking for permission. But I don't, I don't, I don't ask you know now. That. I don't even ask. I don't ask. I don't mention. I just think it's just like, great. You got more jujitsu in. Awesome. Bring bring it back. Or, you know, I don't know necessarily like teach me what you've learned. But, hey, good. You've further your jujitsu. I hope, you know, you're not. doesn't mean I'm leaving. Yeah. I think that's the world we're in. People well, we re- get, recognize we get even cross training is important. High level female professional athlete. Uh, Kendall Rusing, right? Yeah. Gracie Baja forever. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's and happening. You can say Daisy it's, Fresh, well, right? what I'm saying is it's happening at the professional level. Yeah. And the hobbyists look at the professionals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a natural progression. Absolutely. And you're talking about even the Dan and her death squad split up. Yeah. You know, whether that be for, I'm in the middle of listening to the yeah. Lex Friedman interview, <laughs> but like, 
whether that be why because they split of up. why or whatever, but like it's like it's happening at the professional level. Now, if professionals are doing something, it's to be better at what they're doing. It's not like a mistake. Kind of gives everybody else permission to do it, though, too, is what you're saying. Not That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when professionals do something, like or like F1, right? F1 racing, when those yes. guys make a change on the vehicle that increases the performance, if Ferrari does it, everyone's gonna and do Honda it. doesn't do it, and Audi doesn't do it, and you know what I'm saying? McLaren yeah. doesn't do it. Like, okay. Why do you that, have to bring Ferrari into this? Yeah. I'm sorry. That, you don't like Ferrari? Don't like I'm cars. a Red Bull fan. Okay, but I, feel, I just I just pity. Ferrari. They use Honda engines, don't they? They use. I think they're using last year's Mercedes to um, right. race. My husband's a huge F1 guy, so like he's upstairs. He's not allowed down here. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I told him I'm like I'm doing a podcast. You stay upstairs. So <laughs> does he have a simulator up there? He does in his computer, and that's what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, he's fine. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I want to jump into some of our listener questions. Uh, sure. so we we got a bunch. Um, let's uh, let's just hit them one by one. Let's see here. Um, uh, this is science and curves. I don't know if you know some of these. I, yeah. I think these are almost all girls, which is awesome. Uh, how do you know when you're ready for competition, or even if you should compete? That's science and curves. Her name is. Let me give out her name too. Sorry, just doxing her, huh? Uh, that is Anna Ramirez. Do you know Anna? She's my student for privates. Yeah. There you go. Um, it's hard to say, right? Uh, I've always been a competitive person. Um, even in judo, three weeks into judo, I was like, yeah, I registered for a tournament. So it just, it's hard to say. It just depends on how you feel. If you feel that you want to try a competition, go local, try a Naga, try a grappling industry, somewhere where, you know, everyone is at the same level, right? and then learn from there. I treat competition as a learning curve. Um, that's why I do it so often. And also I just, I love it. But um, I treat it as a way to learn new things about myself. Like if I got tapped out or if this person almost broke something, how can I improve myself to never get stuck there? So Anna, um, you know, we can definitely talk about this next Wednesday <laughs> when I see you um, or whenever we go over our lesson, um, you know, just, if you want to just test the waters, do a local tournament, mm -hmm. see where you are. And if, even if that means you never do it again, at least you try it. Yeah. Do you, um, do, at your gym, at your academy, do people, I don't want to say get pushed, but like, are, are you really encouraging competing? Like, Fiona does. Yeah. Yeah. Is it so, required for any, like, for, I, I'm sure it's not. Is it required for, for belt promotions or anything like that? No, no. It's, I, I believe Fee has a really good system on who competes. Like, if she sees somebody in class who's, like, an, a natural aggressor, a natural person who just takes charge of the role and just, you know, trains smart with people, then she'll just push them to compete. Like, okay. I, we have an 80-20 split of hobbyists and competitors, 80% of us basically compete. Mm -hmm. I think worlds we rolled in with like 11 adults, uh, 11 masters competitors, which I think is huge for a small school. And we also had a handful of kids do jujitsu con kids at any of the men of war super fights. We have like 10 to 15 people on the card. Now you, you mentioned uh, this, this young lady is a, she does privates with you. Are yes. you coaching at your school as well? Um, I'm only subbing. Right now, okay. uh, I, I'm focusing more on finishing the year with as a competitor. Mm -hmm. I told Fee that I said, listen, like I spent so much time teaching at the other academy I was at for the last like two years. 
I think it's time for me to just buckle down and just really pushing myself at the high level, highest level right now. Okay. What are the goals? If you don't mind. Two podiums, two belts in the same year. Uh, you're talking about judo and jujitsu? No, I'm talking about jujitsu. I got silver at Brown. Okay. So I'm going to Nogi Worlds. I want to at least podium at Nogi Worlds at Black Belt. So it's two podiums, two belts in the same I year. got it. I was wondering about the two belts thing. I was yeah, just I was like, like, wait, what does she mean? I'm like... Because I know, yeah, mm-hmm. you were brown earlier. And then... Yeah, she's still going like this, you know? Yeah, champ, champ. <laughs> imagine, imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have another question from her. Uh, I think this is an interesting one. Uh, as a taller person, which techniques do you prefer in both BJJ and in judo? Whatever. Do you have preferences? Oh, absolutely. Whatever does not allow me to drop down to my knees or to shoot in. I always, then this is, this is a, a, a minor argument that I always have with Faith. Fee. He's a huge wrestle person, right? She's also like five, three and 120 pounds. So she's small. I'm not small. So for me to shoot, I feel like I'm wasting time dropping down and just shooting in for the drop sales. Like if I'm not careful, someone's going to climb on my back whatever I do to prevent dropping or changing levels that extremely for me, I feel like is convenient. I have a lot of upper body strength, so I can go for body locks. I can go for Hiranagis. This is Clovis. I try, I practice my Hiranagis <laughs> on the, on him. He's a 120 pound dummy. You say Clovis? Clovis. 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 Is there, is Clovis. there a meaning behind that name? No, we yeah. we just received him in a box that looked like a coffin one day, and I'm like, this is Clovis. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I'm okay. like, my neighbors think we killed somebody. Great, I'm gonna have cops <laughs> at my house. But um, you know, for me, I just I work that upper body strength, and I use the body lock. We're taller; it's a height advantage. Utilize it. Do you do you cut down to your weight for your like? I, I, well, let me let me start with let me kind of take a step back and go. I think there's a big argument, especially like in the UFC. I hate when people cut and then they're like eating like a banana after they weigh in because they have no energy. I think it's ridiculous. I uh, Are you somebody that cuts weight or do you cut a lot of weight to get down into, you said, medium heavy? So I wanted to lose weight. Um, mm-hmm. During COVID, I gained up. I was almost 182 pounds when I when I after COVID. And I said to myself, I can't believe I got here and I'm going to go back. So I finished my master's in nutrition and I utilized what I learned in school to rearrange a diet for myself and for my husband, Leo. And I lost the weight naturally. And the weight that I cut, it's just me doing intermittent fasting. I still eat meals. I still have about a thousand calories to 1200 calories a day while I'm cutting weight. And I just do a lot of cardio and I do a lot of conditioning and the weight just falls right off. Yeah. How about- You have to do it smart. When people come to you for advice on, on something like that, do you tell them like, no, listen, you know, uh, compete at, you know, you're walking around weight or close to it. Or do you have people around you that are like, no, Man. I've got to cut, you know, 10, 15 pounds, men and women. If you're a white so, belt, it's your first tournament. Yeah. Don't cut weight, yeah. please. Yeah. Don't my cut coach weight. told me not to. And I tried and I still wound up. Nobody was in my, I was the only old guy at my weight and they put me with a bunch of kids. Well, they yeah, guys so, half my age and I got gold. Yeah, old man <laughs> double strength. golded F against these kids. These kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, my advice for all bl- white, blue, and even early purples out there: please don't cut weight. It's not worth it at this level because you're gonna get hurt or you're gonna get really sick, and it's gonna screw you up. Um, you know, I've always floated between medium heavy and heavy, and that's only two pounds. 
yeah. for me. Like I'm at the top end of medium heavy and I'm at the smaller end of heavy. Like there's times where I walked in on the scale at heavyweight at 165 pounds with my gi on. That's a pound and a half away from medium heavy. So it's like, you know, just don't do it. It's yeah. not worth it. Like if you really want to cut weight and you're really close to the lower weight class, stop eating junk food for two weeks. Yeah. Or if, or if you know, like, Hey, I'm competing, I'm, Hey, it's October and I'm competing in December. Start now, start yeah. eating clean. Now replace a couple of your junk meals with like fruit or replace your candy cravings with like some fruit or some like natural juice or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just be smart about your weight for judo. I do cut down a lot. Um, I go down to 153 pounds, but that's because it's a day before weigh-in. And that's okay. without the gi. Yeah. I can weigh in in my compression shorts and in my sports bra. And then I can just, and I have over 24 hours to rehydrate and to refuel. It's like MMA so like, style. I'll just, yeah. So I just do like a big water cut uh, leading up to it. I don't starve myself or anything. I just water load and I just eat my normal diet. And then I just do like a big water load, which I'm not going to disclose because I don't want anyone following this. But <laughs> <laughs> I do like a huge water loading program that, has always worked for me for day before weigh in and um i lose it completely all weigh in and then that's it yep that makes sense yeah that ibjjf bullpen situation where people are in there freaking that needs to change yeah like we're in 2022 we have to change that even tournaments like grappling industries they open their doors at 7 30 in the morning and they let you weigh in at 7 30. I think I think like, that's the IBJJF's way of of preventing people from cutting weight, and then the elite know how to do it and fight through it, and the novice are more encouraged by a wise sage professional to be like, "Hey, man, fight at your weight because you're not you're not him, you're not Michael Musumeshi, no, who who's uh, literally cutting like twenty pounds. Yeah, shaved his head to make weight." Yep. Yeah, when I uh, when I finally was like, yeah, this cutting weight is just ridiculous. I don't want to say the person's name, but it was somebody that we trained with. He used to coach with us. His wife, she was cutting weight at white belt, and she was we're sitting there we're at the Miami Open. She's miserable. She can't like she's waiting for her to her, her to get started to to you know to weigh in to do everything. She's sitting there. She's like miserable and then she weighs in and then she has a banana and she gets submitted like it like in just a minute or two not not even it's like all that all this time all the cutting weight that was ridiculous like you could have been more comfortable happier and just been one weight class up and still had the same experience maybe you would have done better uh, because you weren't weak and you hadn't started. I feel yourself. like this is a necessary lesson that yeah. everybody. This is like the white belt. I like I remember being a retarded white belt, <laughs> even though I started doing That's jujitsu. Not politically correct. I don't care. Retarded. 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 <laughs> and, like I thought I was, white belt wasn't politically yeah, correct. And uh, <laughs> you could have just said white belt. Same gender thing. Neutral. <laughs> and uh, so, but like I remember making stupid decisions, and I yeah. started jujitsu as an adult with mm-hmm. like wrestling experience and all this stuff. I obviously I didn't go like full spaz, yeah. but I did I did make like stupid white belt mistakes that I feel like you just you just have to learn these lessons. Yeah, when yeah. when I when I did my first <laughs> I don't compi- disagree. my first competition, I was like I cut weight in wrestling, I cut weight in this. Yeah, yeah. And I was so you have a little more experience with it too and you know like But it was know. still stupid yeah, because yeah. like the format like 
Lydia was saying, it's like you weigh in, you're waiting all day, or like you said too, like you're waiting all day, and then like you get the bullpen, you got 15 minutes to get yeah. something. That's not a good position. Uh, to my be coach, in. my first tournament, my coach told me not to. I didn't listen to him. I tried to cut weight, and then it was just like right out the door because there was just nobody at my weight. Yeah, I didn't have to cut. I could have been heavier, yeah. and they put me with with guys my like a little bit smaller than me, but there was just a whole bunch, a group of guys that were younger, and I wound up fighting them, and I could yep. have. Not had to worry weight. about eating and and cutting weight. Just worry about my jujitsu and practicing. And and boom, I was. I, I used to cut weight even for, my age. I used to cut weight for parties. <laughs> <laughs> Look good in that shirt. This weekend uh, coming up, I got to lose five pounds. Next question. Party. Next question. We have Yesen, Yesenia Chimelis. Hope I said her name right. Which belt promotion? I should have let you do that one. Which belt promotion was the most memorable to you in BJJ? Purple. Purple. Why? Because up until that point, um, that was the only belt I felt ready for, to be honest with you. I had gotten silver at Worlds. I came back. I got double gold at BJJ Pro. It was like unheard of for me because I didn't do well in locals like at the time. And I got the $400 check. And I was like, yes, I got my registration and tolls back. <laughs> um, and then um, I started winning all the grappling industries. And then my knee popped up uh, at the fall, New York Fall Open a month before promos. And I still got silver. I lost because as I was passing, my knee popped and I, I had to do a verbal tap. I had to tap out. So I lost in the finals. And it was just a progression of where my jiu-jitsu was coming from, like where I started in that dirty, damp mat space to one of the most prestigious academies in New York. Um, and I'll never forget when I when they find when Marcelo's team called me up to get my purple belt, the entire gym cheered. Like yeah. it was just like a moment, like damn, like all y'all watching me. Like, How long did you crazy. train at Marcelo's? Because I'm a huge fan, love him. Like three and a half years. Wow, got it. And that was at what belt? Uh, blue to purple. Blue to purple. purple. Yeah. So you were there with uh were you there with like when Nick Salas and them were there? Yeah, I used to train with Nick like all the yeah. time. They've been on yeah. the show twice now. Yeah, Nick Nick's Nick been on and, and, and then, then uh, Danny, Danny yeah. came, came with them. I, I they they have um uh, an incredible outlook on jujitsu that I love. I like hearing about people that think that way. Um definitely more than I I'll call it the new school. I just don't like that old school, like, get out there, train when you're hurt, like that. No, like, I like that more cerebral approach. You know, yeah, I'm hurt. Well, get into the gym, walk, run, get on a cross train. Like, yeah. do, there's other stuff that you can do, you know, train when you can, roll when you can, get your get your grappling dummy. Well, she's, she's, you know, you're like there's other right things now. that you could do when you're hurt, not get, not roll until you're more hurt. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, you're competing right now, right? So, like, yeah. Are you training to fight off an offender or are you training to game yeah. the system to get more points and have more advantages while expending less energy so you can make it through the bracket with a bigger gas tank? Like what's the latter? Like, yeah, yeah, like honestly, for me right now, I'm just sharpening, right? At this point, I learned, I like I said this the other day at the judo gym. I was like, guys, like I'm going to be here like two to three times a week because. I feel like it's important to maximize your effort and maximize your knowledge wherever you are. If you if you're gonna do something, freaking do it and be, and be the best that you can be. Right? I'm not asking you to go out there and win double gold at every comp. Just be who you are. Maximize your your ability, your knowledge. Expand. 
learning how to get the most points, take advantage of the point system, learning how to play certain games, right? IBJJF, it's a point sport. It really is. Like, that's legit sport jujitsu. Mm-hmm. But if I'm ever in a Medusa combat, which I, I, I hope not, like, I mean, I do, but I don't like, but you touch my face, I'm, I'm going to hit you back and it's not going to be comfortable. <laughs> but like, you know, like there's a situation where you have combat jujitsu where you're, you're getting the hell slapped out of you by someone else your size. You know, it's to me, like you have to train to understand the different systems, the different point values, and also listening to yourself, right? I'm not small enough to do beer and bolos. I'm not going to train beer and bolos. Maybe I'll explain it. Maybe I'll try it but that's not going to be my game. That's not going to be something I'm going to take to comp with me. I'm going to train to refine my skills so I could be a better competitor. Yeah. You met, I think when I, uh, when we spoke, you you said something about work. Are you doing jujitsu and judo full time? Do you have a career outside of jujitsu? I do have a career outside of judo and jujitsu. What do you do if you don't mind me asking? I am a project coordinator at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Oh, wow. Is that yeah right? That's off. That's <laughs> Just, awesome. Is it is it something that you would you ever walk away from that from that for jujitsu? Is that or is these are two things that you would always be able to maintain? They're definitely two things I can maintain. One relieves the stress of the other. When all that mm-hmm. crap drama happens in jujitsu, I have my mapping on flowcharts that, yeah. that I can just go into. Like I have a very type A organizational personality, so like if things aren't done a certain way, then I get frustrated and I'll just turn to a different avenue and that balances each other out. And, you know, I'm very lucky. I have a very great manager who respects my time, who respects my work-life balance and, you know, approves every single vacation request for comp that I throw his way. Like I told him, like, hey, I'm taking this time off for Vegas and I'm taking this time off for the world. And he goes, okay, cool. As long as you have coverage, I don't care. Go have a good time. And you mentioned your husband trains as well. Is it the same yes. thing? He's has a career and he trains jujitsu. Yes. Uh, if, how long has he been training? Did you get him into training? Was he training already? Did you meet him on the mats? No, I did not meet him on the mats. I do not. I, I really try not to condone dating. Ooh, that's dojo. one of my questions. So, yeah, yeah. Asked and answered. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Go ahead, so, no, no. So I met him online. We met on Hinge. And um, I saw him in a picture with a gi, like doing like the... Like, <laughs> eh. I was like, okay, he's cute. Let me go say hey. Let me say hi. Let me slide what, right what belt was he wearing? He wasn't wearing a belt in the photo. Was okay, like I was going to say, okay. was he like a white belt? He was a white belt. Yeah. That's, I why, was a that's belt. why the picture was like that. that was about, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is false advertising. <laughs> so um, when I met him, that was 2019. Um, he had only been training for a little over a year. So he's been training for about four years. I got to give him his purple belt at Worlds, uh, um, which was awesome. Yeah, um, but watching him grow and watching him develop on the mat is just amazing. He's a big guy. He stands at like six, four and a half and he's 300 pounds. He's like a big dude. And he also trains judo with me as well. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we kind of just push each other, which I think is great. You know, it's always good to have like a partner to come home to and be like, Hey, I thought today was bullshit. And this is why, <laughs> you know, well, am I allowed to say bullshit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I, I said retarded. Yeah. They all the shit you want to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, so, you know, like I like to come home and I like to vent and I like to work. Like I'm sitting in my mat space now because um, I came home from PT and like he had taken up all the kitchen chairs because he's back. He has the robots running right now. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I'm in my mat space. But I do have an entire mat space where I do my privates, where if I have questions that I want to drill, I drill. I don't just have one dummy. I have two dummies like, to train. <laughs> this is like my 
This is at home. You say you have this mat space in your home. Yeah, this is my house. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And uh, we just drill all the time. And it's always great to have someone like that. And um, I met him before Um, we started training together. Up until COVID, he had his gym. I had my gym. And then COVID happened. And then we united gyms. So now I see him like all the time. (laughs) Good. Did Did you see the eyes? You don't have to ask. Did you see your eyes? <laughs> it's like what Steve Burns says, right? You don't envision your life after your wedding day. Like, yeah, you think of your wedding day like all the time, your entire life. And then it happens and you don't think about the life after your wedding. Yeah. I'll just give you a heads up if you ever decide to have children. It's like that too. I don't remember my life before kids. <laughs> so it's 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 BC before children and then, and a- then AC. Yeah, after children. No, so, AD after AD death. After, yeah. So uh, Anna, Anna also had asked, dating in the dojo, yay or nay, how might one handle this as a woman? Do we have more to lose than gain here? Jim Crush. It really, <laughs> yeah, right. it really depends, right? Um, I know that there's times where it's, especially if they start training young, right? Like you have teenagers at the gym, hormones are all over the place. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a sit down with your professor and you're like, listen, we like each other. We're thinking about dating. And the professor sets the boundaries, sets the rules. Obviously, couples, I'm not saying go get your permission slip signed from your black belt. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is respect your mat space. When you're on the mat, you're students. When you're off the mat, you can be Romeo and Juliet or Tristan and Isolde, whoever the hell you want to be. But when you're on that mat, your students, your teammates. When you're off the mat, be whoever you want. Off the mat, meaning outside the building. I don't need to see you like sucking face like inside the lobby. That's gross. <laughs> you know, I'm a yeah, PDA no, guy. Not for you. <laughs> yeah, but, like my wife it's is. even awkward for me. Like sometimes my husband will like goof around and try to like grab my hand or like play around. I'm like, yo, chill, relax. Like <laughs> class here. is going on right now. Like you gotta like take it easy. So you know, just communicate. And you know, unfortunately, in this day and age, breakups are inevitable. Just don't make it awkward. And as a woman, I feel like I have the right to date anybody. Well, I did I have the right to date anybody or be with whomever I wanted to be as a person. But as a female, we're often looked more as like the Maria Tatami, like the Jezebel of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. If you start dating, but like, what if you're a blue belt and he's a black belt and you guys really kicked off the personalities? Like you guys are really clicking, you know, it does look bad as a lower belt female. Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, now that she's the teacher's pet. And then you end up avoiding stuff. Like I've been in a situation where it was like that, right? Like he was an upper belt. I was a lower belt. And it just was awkward after like we split or after like we stopped like talking. So it was very, Mm -hmm. um, very hard. And especially like I I was more worried with people's interpretation of me than I was of the actual situation. Not that I... Like I, I knew people didn't give a damn and I knew people didn't give a fuck about like who I was with, but like mm-hmm. it just, to me, it's like, are they, when I see them whispering, are they talking about me? Stigma. Are they making yeah. fun of me? Yeah. yeah. But is that also a self-reflection right. of what you think of it and you're like internalizing it and thinking that too. So it's like, obviously there's something yeah. to it. I mean, I've been in those conversations in the gym where so, like somebody starts talking about a girl that's dating and like, she's perceived, I'm going to use the word slut that she's perceived. She whether she likes it or not, whether she is or not, that's how guys, at least old school guys maybe, you know, got some guys are talking about it like that. And it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. But it does happen. It's a shame that it happens. But it, it's definitely, you know, the guy does it. And there's it's just a stick. Like, you're saying there's, hey, you're saying there's a stigma. Right? You're, you're a stud, you know? Yeah. You know, and then, 
a girl does it, especially if it's an upper belt, it's like, what is she doing? Yeah, this yeah, for? yeah. Oh, you know. Well, well I have a friend of mine. She reached out to me because there's an uncomfortable situation that she's aware about. She was made aware about. And, um, you know, long story short, the head instructor is sleeping with one of the white belts. Gross. But he's bragging about it. And like, there'll be times where he'll be talking to his boys saying, yeah, I'm with this one, but I messed with this one. I messed with that one. Like they're just making the, the locker room, like their personal harem. Yeah. And for me, that's uncomfortable, right? You could have had a meaningful relationship with that person, but for bragging rights, you're just tarnishing another human's, not even just female, right? Just another person's reputation. For what? For another that, but that will belt? blow up in his face. I'm that hoping, will blow up I, I really face. hope it will because this particular person has not been the nicest person uh, to me. Mm. And like this person is the same person who really like hurt my feelings and just really like put it out there, you know, like it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. So my friend posted a uh, thread on Reddit and someone found out her name and like posted all that stuff. So she got freaked out. So she deleted it. But she um, but she's still ad- an advocate for like, hey, like we have to make this a safe spot. We're teaching self-defense to women, that? but we're not like we're not being protective. You're of being harassed women. by the yeah. people that are supposed to teach you how exactly. to protect yourself from and, being harassed. You're paying customers. That's why it was really disgusting what happened in the last so, few years with these young with these younger girls. They're being brought there by their parents to to learn, learn to feel better about themselves. So I got this a, way I got to, a yeah, ten year old girl. Yeah. She's been my daughter's been doing jujitsu for like four years now, dude. You're bringing them. It's like the uh, what's the, what's like the saying here. Um, Leading the, the belly of the beast. You're bringing them into the belly of the beast. Yeah. You know, like. Hey, I want her to do better and, and feel comfortable. And then you're bringing them to the predator. You don't even realize. Well, that's it. what it I sucks. meant earlier when I said just because they do, ju- they're a good jujitsu practitioner, yeah. which there are, doesn't mean they're a good person. You know, right? it, I, I've said this about myself. And actually, it was talking to my wife about this recently is like, I'm friendly with everybody at my gym, right. but I don't go out of my way to like be friendly with especially the younger girls. Um, I could, you know, they're 16 to, you know, 40. I told my wife, I never want you to walk into that gym and sit down to come to promotion or to watch me roll or anything. And for there to be you to feel in any way, shape or form, why is he being so friendly with her? That as a husband, I've never wanted to put myself into that position. I'm friendly with the girls. I say, hi, people know about the podcast. I give away little keychains and stickers and patches and I'm always friendly, but I'm not like, I'm not their friend that as a husband, I'm in a place where that we have probably more women than the average gym because of our dynamic. They got, husband a, lot, and wife. They got a lot of ladies. And I there. never just want to be in the position. Now, if I, the, there are girls that I am friendly with like Flo, who can kick my ass, yeah, yeah. you know, who's That's my really, really freaking tough. With right. Flo, yeah. yeah. It's just like, you know, like I don't, I don't choose to roll with, if a girl wants to roll with me and she asks me, That's fine. They usually don't because I'm probably doubling their size most of the time. But Flo is definitely somebody that I'll be like, let's roll. Like, I'll grab her to roll. And it's just, you know, we I are usually, friends. I usually don't say, yeah, I just go, ah, oh, shit. My <laughs> point is that there's a perception, and I've never wanted to put myself in that position. I'm not saying that's right for everybody, and somebody could say, well, then that's your wife's problem. I don't care. I, I just never wanted to put myself in that position. It looks weird from the outside. You said it before. Like I, I care what people think. That's maybe a flaw, that's you, that's a you. flaw of mine. Mm-hmm. That I do care what you know the perception is of what I do. 
to a fault. Yeah. But I mean, you're in a I, weird, you're in a weird age gap. If you want my personal opinion, yeah. it's because you're in a you weird think it's age my gap. Age, it's because, I think yeah. it's the, where you were born, how you were raised because like very, very old school, Long Island, dad, cop, that mm. type of all American value. Mm. But you like, you like saw the internet. Well, you, you saw, I, it just came then, from a place. You do not then, put yourself in that position. Where something could happen, but I don't even so, you know, I don't yeah. even think that way. Yeah, I, you know? I, I do think that way. I don't think that yeah, way. At all. Yeah. Again, well, <laughs> my, my rule my rule for all all my male teammates, I tell them, I said, I I'm here for you, but eleven o'clock at night, that's when the phone goes on. Do not disturb. I will not text you after eleven o'clock. Oh yeah, at that's night. weird. Remember, you know, um, like, I, I won't... I'm sorry, Erin yeah. Harp and her husband came on the show from uh, Gracie Apollo Beach. Yeah. And one of the rules that they had, I don't know if they had it before, all the craziness with, with what happened, especially in Florida, um, their policy was no, if somebody's doing a private, there's never a time where a man is alone with another, a female student doing privates or anything like that. They're always, there's always going to be a female presence. Neither one of them, especially them, were ever going to be doing, hey, like I've got a private with this young lady, like. That's just smart. Like, let's again, female presence. I think the female's presence changes the dynamic of a gym, and a scumbag is not going to try to do that when there are a bunch of women around who are going to be like, "Yeah, I, I'm to, older, to and not, I recognize scumbag when I see it." I also it. just kind of want to not discredit how many wonderful human beings there are in jujitsu. Oh, okay, yeah, it weeds the, out. It weeds out the dirtbags. There's a lot. There's way more of those than there are. Exposes them. I shouldn't say necessarily weeds them out. It exposes exposes. the dirtbags pretty quickly. And I've seen, I've personally experienced Mm -hmm. coaches kick people out of gyms, you know, professionally, but because of that and kudos to people like that too, you know, um, and I'm just kind of selfishly asking all these questions. Cause like I said, I got a young daughter jujitsu and I, I just, I don't know how to navigate that space. I don't know how to be a female. I don't know. I, I just and necessarily, know I never, everybody's I, all like, the world is scary now. I was like, mm-hmm. to me personally, I think the world has always been scary. Yeah. It's been scary when you had a you had no shelter. It's been scary to when, you know, there was no running water. It's been scary to mm-hmm. when, you know, you were crossing the plains. Like it's always, when, there's always been a level of scary. When it comes it now, to jujitsu, I know if I had a young daughter, I would definitely be there during the entire class. Every you time. You know, there are certain gym, you can drop people off and you come pick them up. Uh, I Unless I there was a kids, situation bro. where, again, there's so many girls, I'm like, okay, I'm super comfortable. Mm-hmm. I would just be the parent that's going to be there. I'm going to, I'm probably going to be on, you know, sitting on the side waiting for my child, male or female, mm-hmm. small child. I'm going to wait for them until after the class is done. Yep. That's 100%. just me. Yep. You know, you don't and want the- something to happen. That's how, that's how something doesn't happen. And also social media makes everything more available, right? In that sense, like there's kids at the gym who are like 12, 13 and they have Snapchat and Instagram. Why? Like, you know, just, I'm not targeting the kids at the gym, but just in general, why are 10 to 15 year olds on social media? Like my daughter's not a big fan of that. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's, it's, it's really insane. And, you know, I, I grew up with the tiger mom, you know, my mom gave me specific rules of like how to follow things. And I feel like, yeah, she was strict. Did I go a little crazy in college? Absolutely. But by the time college came around, I was an adult. I was able to make my own decisions. I was able to consent to things that I couldn't as a teenager, you know? So, um, you know, hey, I feel you, Miguel. Like, it's just, it's a hard, it's hard, right? When you have a little girl, like I have a six-year-old niece and I worry every single day that something 
you know, I'm, my brother's going to call me and be like, Hey, I need you to come here and help me beat somebody up. Because, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, granted, he could do it himself. He's a big guy, but like, it's not even that. You know, it's just the influence too. The yeah. Influence, exactly. Like you said, the Snapchat, the Instagram, my daughter's going to think that like, Oh, I have to look this way or even, yeah. so I have this rule with Instagram where I follow females. Right. Right. But I follow females that like, I like in the sense of they're great at something that I like. Not because like they look good or whatever, but I happen to be in a fitness, so they're kind of just the, the rash guard. No, they're not the doing. Yeah, I'm not just even thing. talking about. It. I'm a huge, I'm a huge MMA fan. I'm a huge, I got you. Me too. I'm a, I'm yeah, a huge I'm like like CrossFit fan. Like I love watching CrossFit games and stuff like that. Like people that do that kind of stuff. Just even, dude. I'll even watch. Like I like watching like um like the lumberjack competition <laughs> yeah. and like all of that type of stuff there's some they have a female division and some of them do some badass shit they actually climb faster than some of the dudes because they're lighter too? like you follow them too yeah, yeah i follow bull riders that are females and i mean the males yeah. too but what i'm saying is like but what i'm saying is my rule is as soon as they they go to 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 thotty to the only fan side yeah like and you know what get your paper dude like i get it i understand yeah. but, but doesn't like, mean you have to follow that's them. not my feed yeah. Yeah. I definitely, the worst, the but, most uncomfortable but my, thing but that can happen. But that's my fear. That's my fear. I'm looking through Instagram and then like my, I, I, I will sit in bed and me and my wife will just be like on one of our phones looking through TikTok yeah. or Instagram. And then boom, some girl comes up and it's just like, oh, like all but, yeah. you know, like, and I'm like, dude, she does jujitsu and she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Keep dude, going, whatever. You dude, know? check I this out. I don't like being in that. I don't like to be in that position where I have to defend myself. So I agree with you. I'm not like necessarily my, following all those people. My wife's always on Snapchat and she's been telling me for years, like, just get on Snapchat or else you won't see your family when you're at work because she doesn't post anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I bit the bullet like two weeks ago and it was literally the phone in her hand. You know, I just put in my credentials and I was like, just walk me through the app because I don't know how to use the app. And she's like, this is how I use it. And then she clicks on the stories. Dude, ne I've, I've never had Snapchat ever in my life. The first eight stories, because it doesn't know what my algorithm is. It just knows that my name is Miguel. I'm an American male. It probably knows how much I make a year. It, it knows yeah, my yeah. demographic. It just has the, this blank slate that I'm- I, Did it give you a booty? It was all women <laughs> just, nah, like, and, and she was like- I was like, did you get that? That's not my fault. But that's that's the <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the yeah, algorithm yeah, yeah, yeah. just because of my age, my everything, where I live, all of that kind of stuff, blank slate. Now I go to my stories on Snapchat and it's like, which I rarely go to, and it's yeah. and it's all animal stuff because my daughter follows so many <laughs> reptile people. You know? But but what I'm saying is like the stigma is is well, what I'm scared of with yeah. my daughter navigating these waters as she grows up in jujitsu. So is is it weird now, Lydia? Do you see like you came up, how long have you been training just jujitsu now? Let's, let's, right. Just jujitsu about 10 years. 10 yeah. years. Right. So, I mean, it's much different. I, again, I'm nine. Um, social media was different. Do you see the difference with the younger people, even in the gym, not just watching jujitsu videos or anything like that, but the social side of it, how they interact with Absolutely. each other? Absolutely. Like even, I mean, for me, I post, I do. I'm, I'm guilty of posting bathing suit photos because I'm super proud of how I look, man. Like I worked really hard. I dieted. I eat clean, but my body is a weapon. Like this is what I work for. So like I'm never in like an a com like a, a compromising position when I'm taking pictures. Mm -hmm. But like I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take bikini photos here and there. But then there's like girls who who just 
are in these like positions who are in like lingerie and like take i'm like okay that's too much like now now you're making now you're giving the naysayers a reason to continue to treat women the way they do i always wonder you're, how you're objectifying the, yourself. I, I'm, I wonder what happens in that girl's gym like how is she perceived is it hey do you follow difficult? do you follow a yeah, is it difficult for you or is it difficult for them that when they do post those more like you know sexual pictures is it is it hard I'm assuming for girls so, yeah. in the gym so i like look- yeah like sorry like I, i'm more conscientious of what i post just because i know these teens follow me yeah. now like i think the last bathing suit photo i posted was like fourth of july and it was just me looking at the ocean or something like that yeah, like yeah. It, it like so but i'm conscious now because i'm like shit man i really liked this bathing suit but it shows too much here and if yeah. i post this the teenagers are going to see it or like people are going to see it and they're going to think, Oh, she's one of those. You feel like yeah. you have a responsibility. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's it, when obviously when it's untastefully, it's different, but it's obvious when you go I, through somebody's feet and it's all like, you know, TNA and yeah, but, bent over here doing this and you know, the pictures in the mirror and you know, youth, youth is, youth is a, you know what I'm saying? Beauty is, is fast. Bro. Fleeting. Yeah, it's very fast. I see both sides of it. I just think you should be an adult and understand what you're doing. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to be, if you're going to objectify yourself. That's an oxymoron because you're going to be young. You're not going to know, but you're going to have the look. So you're going to flaunt but it. Some and of them are when smart. you get older, you stop flaunting because you realize you're acting funny. That, they're growing so up fast. fast. But I'm saying like there's, there's males and females that are on Instagram that are getting their verification and they're getting their hits and they're bringing them over to their websites and they got sponsors and they got money coming in. Dale, bro. I yeah. think, I think, I think it's not the responsibility of the person who wants to create the content to be responsible for the image that everybody gives them. If they're, you know, you got, you, I'm not a hater. Attention, and yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a hater. Do, do this you. is why I'm so like yeah. conflicted. Cause like, what if my son or my daughter are just like, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be an Instagram star. I want to be a, well, that it's how you're also not that it's anything wrong with it, but again, you're going to instill certain values right. and your daughter's going to lean one way versus the other because you've instilled those values. Just that's talk it. to her. Just communicate. Yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah. Like I think the best thing my mom ever did for me was talk to me about everything. And when I say everything, like, yeah, my wife, that's my, a, that's a rule in my house. My wife yeah. does yeah. that. We talk about everything. And like, and you label body parts, the right name. And like, you know, like ever since I was small, ever since I was like, young, like six or seven, like my mom would like talk to me about things and she'd be completely open. Whereas other kids in school, they're like, la la la. They're not, they're very like naive. And I think that's why my brother and I matured very quickly because my mom was very open about things. Like my dad is still very like waspy and very like, Oh, we don't talk about that. Like, you know, you don't hear but that my mom's like, often. no, let, let me, let me talk. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about roofies and let me tell you about what guys do after you have a roofie or what girls can do to you after they roofie you. You know, it's just, you know, it's a situation where if you're continuously open and communicating, especially when you have a, like a daughter who's growing up in 2022, you know, it's, I, I, I really feel that communication is key. You know, but, uh, my daughter just went away to college for her for first year. Excuse me. And we bought her that little, there's a, uh, I think it's, it starts out as a it's scrunchie, a scrunchie. Yep. and it's uh, goes over the cup and it's like a room for a straw. I'm like, yeah, even we, again, I said before we used to go on a lot of cruises 
and both of my daughters at 29 and 18, I'd be like, listen, if you put your drink down and you go back to get it five minutes later, you've got the drink package to just go get a new drink. Don't be in a position where you're taking anything from anybody or you've left it sitting and you go back to drink. You just mm-hmm. never know. Like we've like ingrained that in them. Like don't, you know, just be careful. You you just don't know. You just, you, the nicest guy winds up being that guy. I got, that I does got, something. I got drugged at a Pink Floyd <laughs> cover band concert. Really? Yeah, but you taking dude. the drug yeah. doesn't count. I wasn't. It's yeah. not what I wanted. Yeah. I, w- I walked home in the snow. Oh, like, how long and was I was that? crying and calling my sister. How I was like, I, don't know. I was a man. I was yeah. 20, like, I was probably like 26 years old. Oh, Jesus. I was wow. walking to my own house that I owned yeah. in the snow, oh, well. crying to my sister. I can't right. find my belt. So <laughs> let's jump. Uh, oh, what time is it? What time is it? In real life? The, oh, the drill down. Okay, boom. And then, you haven't used the logo yet. Yeah. Did you use the logo yeah, in any on episodes? The, on this one. On this last one? one? Okay, yeah. awesome. We just renamed no, the so, segment. Lydia, we're going to do, we do, uh, I think it's probably about six or seven questions that we ask every guest. Uh, they're usually these, like, we formulated these questions from, like, the common questions that we get from everybody. I don't want to give t-shirts and coffee mugs to everyone. Yeah. So these are, like, the common. Somebody says, hey, ask her, does she like to do, you know, pull guard? Uh, so those, th- this, is, this is for them. So, okay, we can run through this quick. You can elaborate, whatever you want to do. So first question is, gi or no gi? What's your preference? Gee. Gi. Always gay. Uh, always gay. Do you train in uh, no gi at all? Yes, I you, compete no gi too. You compete in no gi as well. I prefer the gi. Okay. Take down or pull guard. Take down. Take down. Yeah. <laughs> Take down. I love this one. This is we've added this recently. Music during rolling. Yes or no? Yes, but depends on my mood. Uh, what What's your go to? Slipknot. Ah, nice. well, you like oh, you like you like forty eight yeah. people in a band. I do. I've seen them live like four times. So yeah, yes, I, no, I, sometimes I, legit. They're awesome. I got you, Corey. I love you. Do you watch jujitsu? Are you somebody that's checking out the you know WNOs and the fight to wins, or is it like once I get home, I think I have. I'm looking at you in your gym. You're not leaving it at the gym, but are you a consumer of jujitsu as well? 75 25 yeah like 75 percent of the time uh, it depends on the season too like if i'm getting ready for worlds I'll, I'll sit down and i'll watch some tape and i'll review some film and work on things that i need to work on watch my old matches and like i sit with i sit with my husband and we have like a popcorn night where we just kind of go over each other's matches okay um but like these days i'm kind of like oh i'm home i'm home yeah. i have i have my dog he's crying right now in the crate but it's all good <laughs> so so what what is that like you know, having a, a spot. Did you train jujitsu and date people that were outside of jujitsu? Yeah. Was that, that hard? That was the worst. Yeah, thing how I is that? Did. It was hard. It was so bad. Like, and as as a as a female, um, especially when I was single, and there's oh, what do you like to do for fun? I'm like, well, I like to work out. Well, what kind of workouts? I'm like, are you promise you won't unmatch me? Because. <laughs> And then I would tell them and they're like, oh, yeah. And like some guys would date me out of curiosity to see if I'd put them in like specific positions. And I'm like, yo, we're, we're just having sushi and drinks right now. Like, relax. Man. Yeah. I don't even know if I like you yet. Relax. I'll they break just, your neck later. Yeah. Just, they just I'll wanna, kill you later. They just like, want to. Have you ever have you ever been in a in a relationship where it was like whatever, a couple days have gone by or even weeks and then like they don't do jujitsu whatsoever. And they're like, so what's it all about? And they're like, well, I could wrestle you. And then, like, you wrestle them, and then you just straight up destroy them. 
It happened once, and he quickly never called me. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually like I'd uh, run towards that fire. Like I talk about this a lot. My wife is not into jujitsu whatsoever. Even was just telling Miguel, like she doesn't even like to get together when I'm like it's jujitsu friends and it's an event or something. She feels uncomfortable because she doesn't. She uh, I should say she does like kickboxing, but like mm-hmm. the I uh, it's called raw kickboxing. I go with her sometimes. I love it, but it's you know it's she's not sparring. She's doing kickboxing right. like more like the I love kickboxing like, style, like the CKO. Yeah, like, you know, I joke with her and I call it dance fighting. You know, I'll be like, you know, oh, you're dancing around. And, you know, it's not. They're hitting bags, you know, drop down and do some, you know. Burpees uh, or whatever. Yeah, burpees. And like, it's a great, I've gone and I'm like. It's a workout. It's a a workout. They're just not sparring. But she does that. So she gets it. She fell in love with that after I was doing jujitsu and like really pushing her to like, you know, find something that you like. Come to jujitsu. And she she found that after trying yoga and bar and all this other shit. But she does not like jujitsu, so it's it's difficult for us because I want she'll go to she'll go to UFC fights with me. She'll go hang out at a bar. She'll do all that. But when it's like jujitsu get together, it's hard. It's, sure it's, a, hard it's, like, it's a hard sport to watch. I don't know what to I don't know what to say. You guys are all talking about jujitsu, and I'm like, not every not all the spouses do jujitsu. It's not always like that. You just have to find like your niche. But it it. it it is difficult in our relationship because you she, hold her hand and she's like, stop doing jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I tend to do that. I start wrist locking her and, and, and doing weird shit. And she's like, or she'll say, she, uh, we'll be cuddling or doing something. And she's like, are you doing jujitsu on me? <laughs> and like got, I've got her in like a lot. Some, countries, the answer's some yes. countries they call that jujitsu. Yeah. But it, it, so I, you, you said like the dating part, you said, you mentioned the dating part. Um, yes, I got alerts hitting coming up on the screen here. You mentioned the uh, that that dating part, but did you ever did you ever date somebody long term where just your love of jujitsu became an issue? The amount of training did that ever become a, uh, an issue in a, Dang, in a dating bro, situation? Hard work. I was with somebody for five years. I guess you could say we were common law, and um, he got he started training, but then he stopped training because of how much I was training and then we would fight all the time because I wanted to compete and I wanted, and I was like that stereotypical blue belt that was like, yo, jujitsu is really cool, man. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. And he got really sick of it. And then one day a fight really broke out and I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Like you're either going to support me or you're either going to find your own thing to do. So I walked up. Yeah. Damn. You ripped his arm off Too first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I left. Okay. Let's go back. Uh, so next question. Uh, who are your favorite competitors to watch? Do you have any? I do. I do. Um, Leandro, Lo, mm-hmm. uh, who was a friend of mine, by the way. He was such, such an amazing light in the sport, just watching him. And I got to train near him when I went to Fabian Rosa's during PANS. And, like, we caught up a little bit, and it was really cool, like, seeing him training and all that stuff. Because I'm so used to seeing him competing, right? And then I hadn't seen him train in, like, a really long time. Last time I saw him training, I was, like, in Brazil, like, years ago. But uh, watching him live, it was really cool. Uh, female aspect-wise, Nachi de Jesus. She's tall, and she has long limbs like I do, so it's really mm-hmm. cool to watch that perspective and to watch her um, move around and all that. And believe it or not, Pergisa. I like I like watching Felipe Pena, like, when he's really sound of mind, and his gi yeah. game is really one of the best in the world, and yeah. I really like watching it. I might get critiqued for it, but 
you know, I really admire Felipe and I think that he has a lot of heart. And, um, you know, he, when he wants to, when he is sound of mind, when he's really putting a hundred percent of it into the game, like he's so amazing to watch. I had the pleasure of watching him 2018 and 2019, um, at the black belt worlds. And it was so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that he'll fight Gordon again? Do you think that he could beat him? I think he'll be able to fight him, but I think this one loss will sit with him for a little bit because he didn't just lose like in a regular match, right? Like it was like a very extenuating circumstance. And again, like I said, I might get critiqued for it and I I really don't care because I want you to go out there after your best friend got shot in the head the same day and I want you to go compete. Yeah, we you don't, do that. We don't worry about people who critique here. Well, I yeah. <laughs> honestly, perfect. Everybody has so, an opinion. What do they say? Uh, opinions are like assholes. Well, everyone has one, and, and they, they all stink. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No, so like, dude, that's a that's a valid that's a valid every, point. And and in no. I would say to defend <laughs> to defend Gordon's position, that dude is a businessman through and through. Yeah. It's his job to make Felipe look. Like the biggest d bag ever. You know what? I saw them like On they were they of, were yeah, like hugging. Fine. They were hugging at a bar afterwards, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, okay, squash. He's Gordon. like the Kobe, and, and he's he's on him again now. Yeah, he's on him again. The, you want to know why? Because there's money on the line, yeah. dude. The, yeah. the, whatever. He's the Kobe Covington of I, of jujitsu. I would. It, it's I would not like to see the grapplers. Again, yeah, it's not the grapplers that so much bother me. It's the fans, right? It's the guys that are like the three strike white belt who thinks that they know jujitsu and they're talking smack. And to me, it's like, relax, white belt. Yep. Okay. Like take it easy. Like I, it's just, you know, post and ghost. I, I don't, I don't pay attention to, I, I say, I don't pay attention to it. And I actually, we don't get many negative comments at all. Any negative comments about the show have been like the, like our, and when we first started, like yeah. the wires on the table are distracting, like never about the show. The one, somebody, we got one negative comment. There was a positive comment. They're like, stop trying to be like Joe Rogan. Yeah, I was like, like, who doesn't oh, want to be like, like yeah, the awesome. number one podcast? Thank you. <laughs> somebody just commented about like the spot, like after 15 minutes of sponsors, I got to listen to the show and I won't ever again. And I'm like, first of all, thank you for commenting and helping us with the algorithm. Yeah. And I never answer. You know, and I just got, down helps. you know what, you know, the stuff that I'm going through right now. And yeah. I'm just like, no, today's not the day, yeah. you know? And I, I just responded to him. I'm like, thank you for that. But I go, you know, it's, they pay, they help us pay for the show for us to be able to do this. Yeah. And it just happened that he was like, I really like that guest. Well, that guest was on and we've done everything to promote his GoFundMe because he's been sick. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it was the Kurt Osiander episode. We're like, we've got him on our link tree. Like, if you love him so much, okay, fast forward through the shit and listen to and it. Donate money and, to him. And, yeah. and and look at how much we promoted his GoFundMe. We're still episodes later. It's in like all of the podcast descriptions. Yeah. Like, all right, a hole. I don't know. That could be some six, you know, whatever, sixteen year old kid. Don't but hold it was back, the Milton. first time that I was just like, listen, wrong day. <laughs> Bro, this is not the day. And I commented, but I do I, I I have thought it's funny now because you've always been like oh like you'll comment on something and and it's funny yeah but I'm like okay if I can get him to go back and forth it does help with the algorithm on that episode yeah. so okay you want to argue with me throwback but anyway I usually don't do I'm it I don't I, I point is I don't pay attention to what anybody says no, dude. you know what are just, you doing for jujitsu you know what you this need is to what do? we're doing for just, jujitsu just listen you know? to two or three Mr Beast interviews and then you will understand <laughs> Who's Mr Beast come on bro he's the number mm-hmm. one YouTuber in the world is he the number one. I don't know who. What is that? 
just I've sent you oh, a couple of his oh, interviews. Oh, you sent me something. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, you need to okay. watch him. This dude literally he he was like telling you how to win. Yeah. Like how it's it's a game out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. if you're playing the game, play the game, and and then you know when one person has a grudge, the other one's out there dancing, bro. That's all right, you got to take next question. Next question. And I'll, we'll see. I, I think you kind of answered this a little bit before. What is your ultimate goal in jujitsu? Just want to continue to have fun and eventually yeah. have my own gym. That's yeah. like my goal. You know, I got my black belt already. So, but um, when do you see that? Is that do you have in your mind? Is there a time frame? There is, but I'm not ready to share that time yeah. frame yet because yeah. it's still in the works. But uh, there is a time frame. On the follow up on the black belt thing, do you? Everybody always says it's like cliche at this point. Like once you get your black belt, it feels like you now you just started. Do it you? really is like it really lives like that. Now I'm I'm in black belt, and I think to myself. Man, who's in my division? Medium heavy. I got Veda Toscano, right? If Chloe McNally from Unity jumps up to medium heavy, I'm toast. I got Maggie Grundetti. And if I want to go heavy, right, I got Joy Pendel. I also have uh, Catherine Mitrovich, who's, uh, who trains with Joy out in uh, Sacramento, right? And then the super heavy, I got Mayada Custodio. I have all these like big, heavy hitters. Luisa Montero, like Isn't heavy hitters. Elizabeth who I've lighter than you? Liz is lighter than I am. We fought one time. She go go plotted me in 15 seconds. She go go plotted everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, she go go plotted her sandwich her guard. before she eats it. I know, <laughs> for real. It's like, but the way that she did it, I was so embarrassed. It was that purple belt. I'll never forget. Nogi pants. She jumps guard. I slam her hip on the mat. And as I'm like going in for the pass, I just feel her leg go over my head. And I'm She's like, stupid flexible. Yeah. That's yeah, a- stupid flexible. Good story, though. You want to. Ask oh, the, the very last question. I'll, I'll leave that one for you. All right, man. This one's serious. This is important. Yeah. Same. I'm making my serious face on All right. Do you or do you not wash your jujitsu black belt? Or any belt. Or any belt. I just wanted <laughs> I, to put the black belt pressure yeah, on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Guys, wash your belt. That's where staff comes from. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Uh, there are people that don't wash their belt. And if you don't wash your belt and you can give me a really good reason, I'll yeah. listen. But when Wagner you say almost changed your mind, that well, you got intimidated. I, got, I was intimidated by Wagner sitting right here looking at me, going, "You wash your belt." Gave in. It's like I was cheating. <laughs> it's like that's cheating. That's like you're oh, sh- you're washing it just to make it look like that you train more. And I'm like, that had never even crossed you my ever, mind. I I wash it because it's dirty, sir. You ever watch the Big Lebowski, <laughs> Professor? <laughs> you ever watch the Big Lebowski? Uh, I no, not really. That's not like, all the way through. That's like your opinion, man. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, like well, that's so, man. <laughs> so I never washed my blue belt because of that whole old school mentality. Uh, Damn, you were like a true. I thought blue I saw belt. it walking I behind was, you before. You were there. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was I was that guy, right, yeah. or that girl. Do you tape all and, your fingers and? No, no, please. No. no. <laughs> um, so Worlds 2018, I went with my two really good friends, Katie Egan, who is Women Who Roll Jiu-Jitsu, and Saida Durkee, who's Ginger Ninja. Um, we stayed in a room together. And after we unpacked, they were like, what's that smell? They're like, something smells really good. And I was like, yeah, what is it? They're like, oh, it's in the closet. And they're like, Lydia, it's your goddamn belt. Wow. Like, put that shit outside. Like, that's just disgusting. And that's when it occurred to me, like, hmm, I should wash my belt. And then I realized afterwards how much bacteria clings to cotton mm-hmm. and how terrible that would be because I am a person who has eczema on their hands. And, like, God forbid I grab the belt the wrong way, the uh, wrong yeah. day, I'm uh, going to get a terrible yeah. staph infection in my hands, which I need for work and for jujitsu. 
So that was the that was the weekend I decided I'm going to start washing my belt. Guys. Is that when you blew your knee out after you started washing your belt? No. <laughs> you want to get you want to post a video that gets a lot of attention? Just throw your belt. Just yeah. yeah post a video of you putting your belt in the wash. Yeah. You I will, did it after we had yeah. Mike Spider Ninja Bidwell on the first time. You'll break the internet. You'll do it, yeah. And like, if you put like, Dude, I, I, my next, the next time I do it, I'm gonna do it. it. Don't on, post wait. it on r forward yeah. slash bjj because then I'll know who you are. But do it somewhere else. But but right. not like you post it on your Instagram. But post it, you'll never get more attention on anything than than <laughs> washing your belt. I I wanted to do one with the sound where it's like the belt is screaming as I put it in, like just. Uh, no. You know, like, that's my next if one. If you but can get the guy who could do the doodle hands, does, it's, yeah. it's funny how much attention that you'll get, and and people actually there there are two sides to. It. We ask it because we ask the question because there are two sides, and there are people that feel very adamant about not washing it. Oh, I put it in the sun. Oh, I Lysol it. Yeah. Oh, I let, I make sure that it dries. I wrap it in crystals. Yeah. Does no. your belt wash? Go, go to Amazon, pay $4 for a bra bag, and that could yeah. be your belt bra bag. And you just put your belt in the bra bag and you wash it with your yeah. colors. Yeah. I, I wash my belt and then I hang it to dry I, because most most belt manufacturers, as soon as you dry them, man, boy, do they shrink. Yeah, I know. I never never dry it. Um, if, if it's if it's not, you know, if it's uh, long, yeah, dry I, it. I, and, I dry it one time to eight but I've got I've got two brown belts in my bag. I go like this in my bag and I pull that out yeah and when i'm done i use it to wrap my gi top and i go home and i throw it all you in know the when when i want a new belt i just go on floor and rolls <laughs> website and there i input the code jjd and i save myself 20 percent every single time he's shouting out our sponsor Shameful thank you plug. Or, or you can Shame. go to toro b or you can go to cage side mma yeah use lydia yeah there you go you can do off. that for so I was going. I told you we give you some time. <laughs> yeah. We're always going to give our guests some time to sh- to shout out their sponsors. Here's your time. Go ahead. Yeah, give it up. <laughs> we got Neutral Zone guys. Yes, we love them. Mike and Candy, zone. love That's you guys. Right. Thank you so much for providing me with wipes so I'm not stinky. And um, for the CBD cream, it really saved my neck. Literally. Awesome. Um, shouting out my biggest sponsor and my biggest homie, Boomer. Uh, at Toro BJJ, uh, they supply all my geese and all my cool rash guards. I have a, my favorite rash guard is the one that says Godzilla and it's Godzilla in a gi and he's wrecking Tokyo. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but guys, yeah, use my name, Lydia for 10% off on all Toro gear. Link is in my bio. And my newest sponsor is my buddy, Mike Soya, who's my physical therapist and also my biggest sponsor for worlds, 20, uh, no gi worlds. Um, his, his handle is uh, Soya Sumigeshi. So Sumigeshi. follow him, guys. He's such an amazing person. He's a cigar aficionado, loves his whiskey, looks great in a George Speedo. Sorry, Danielle, <laughs> I had to do it. And uh, yeah, he's one hell of a PT guy. Um, fixed my neck in like four sessions and in what has area? been writing me. Like what area does he operate in? He operates in the Union County area. All right, guys. Union County, New Jersey. He's out of Kenilworth. So, guys, hit him up. He's amazing. He's great. He's written me conditioning workouts where it only takes fifteen minutes, but you feel like you're gonna die. And, and let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, is your preference like people reach out if they have questions uh, or want to maybe book you for a seminar or something like that? Is it Instagram? Yeah, feel free to uh, send me an, a request on IG. Uh, if so, I do have a closed inbox because there's a lot of creeps out there. So if you have sent me a DM and we don't follow each other, just make a comment on one of my posts saying like, Hey, I just shot you a DM about a seminar. Can we, can we get together? Um, 
I, I'm sorry, I had to close my inbox just out of respect for myself and for my marriage. Like, I just, I need to yeah. keep some clean. What, what's the Instagram handle, though? We're going to have it on the screen when uh, throughout the episode, but go ahead and give it to uh, those people that are listening on the sound, just on the podcast apps. My IG is Lydia Coleman, JJ, L-Y-D-I-A-C-O-L-E-M-A-N-J-J. Awesome. Anybody else you want to shout out? Any other sponsors? The gym. I want to shout out my gym, Notorious MMA, and I want to shout out my girl Fee. Um, you said you said her name a couple of times. Give her, Do you know her Instagram handle or what's her full name? Because not every I know you said Fiona and Fee, but people might not know who she is. Sure, yeah, it's Fiona Watson Rapinski, and I think she's Team Fiona BJJ. Okay, and she, also she's uh, Notorious Mixed Martial Arts. Okay, is the, there you go. Is the full handle? It's a good year okay. to be named Fiona. Yeah, right. What a great dude. <laughs> well, she's Fiona. Yeah, Fiona. she's Fiona. You're right. Yeah. And she hates it when people call her Fiona. There you go. So she hates you. So we'll we'll we, never have we her were, on. We were watching ADCC, and when she won her semis, everyone was tagging Fi- my Fiona. In oh, all no. her <laughs> yes. Get a little boost there. Trickle and down. it's funny because they're both tiny blondes. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lydia. We really appreciate it. We had a lot... I, you know, when it go, the time goes by and I've noticed it's like two hours, it's like, I know we had a good podcast. And we had fun. Yeah, a nice one. So thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, don't hang up, but thank you so much for doing this. We'll put this out in about a week to 10 days. We'll tag you. We'll let you know. Please share awesome. it. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for you on the mats. Sounds good. Thanks All for right. having me. It's been awesome. a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ Box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Neutral Zone is combat family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you neutral zone clean? Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. 
Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. Very cool. Yeah. What'd you think? Great guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. I told you we should have a run. Ah. (laughs) It's funny funny how fast two hours went by. Yeah. I I do have the timer going, but like when I'm not even paying attention to it, I'm just like, wow, we're going long. When I look down, I'm like, wow, we went long. That's an interesting guess. No, I mean, watch it in two parts, people. It just, no, it went by so quickly because she's she's really interesting and she knows how to hold the conversation. She's very. Talk. Well. And, and it was for also me, like, you got to remember me watching yeah. from here on the recorder and stuff, and it, it usually like times goes by slow. So I'm saying that that went by super quick. I'm like, like, oh wow, we're yeah. already we're yeah, that could that could easily right. have been double. Yeah. All right, so a little housekeeping for everybody. Uh, we've got the peace, love jujitsu. I've been reposting. Rash guard and shorts and shorts are now available for pre-order on flowandroll.com. If you go to the team page, right. You mm-hmm. can just look at uh, go to uh, teams, and it uh, it says oh, excuse me team gear, and then we're at right at the top of the drop down. It says it says jujitsu dummies. You'll see RT, well, and you'll the, see now the the rash guard and the nogi shorts. On the website on my phone, it's the first thing that pops up. If yeah. you go to the floor and roll website, okay. he's got like you know like the put in your information. Yeah. As soon as you scroll down, the first thing is the piece of jujitsu. Okay, one. very cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so Thanks, yeah, go go check it out. I know nice. we mentioned it earlier in the show I as well. I gotta ask you a question. This is yeah. just. I mean, I'll donate. It don't matter. Like, are we getting one or do I got to go get one? Because I want to go no, get well, one. Uh, you're going to get one. Okay. <laughs> you got one. Because I bought, I, I, you know, I buy four and roll stuff. Yeah. Like, no, with my you're, own money. You're, you're good. Don't tell um, my wife. Don't if my you wife. wanted to buy one. For, like, <laughs> you know, uh, you remember I, I, We owe some to some people that we were going to give. We had them choose between the tea, the mug, or at the time I offered them the rash Wait. guard, which we're not anymore. When you were mistaken. Uh, yeah. I've got like two or three people that, that are going to get the pre-order of the, of the, the top. And uh, and that's it. But otherwise, you know, please support. It's our first collab of of this uh, nature with. Uh, I've been with getting in roll, shape so. for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to look. Yeah, good we had to do some good promo stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we're. Uh, I I was so happy with the design. I said, yeah, let's do the shorts as well. And uh, I think it came out really cool. So go check it out at flowandroll.com. And uh, for anybody that's been listening, right? We've we've talked about sending in the receipts if you purchase anything from any of our. Ooh, our the uh, sponsors, plus yeah, we, we're going to do that two hundred fifty dollars giveaway. Now we can actually do it. We'll now wait we till we it. actually have the items ordered, and we know we you have wanna, them, and then we're going to we'll award that. You want to pick up a, a winner, episode one hundred? Uh, maybe that I think that might be enough time, but we've got to do a little bit of a pre order, so a few weeks, and then we've got to give it like. But this is a total of eight on. weeks. He he has it on the website. A total of eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think we got to do the pre order for like a month, and then actually place our order with the pre order, and then what we want to stock. And then they're going to come. So it says eight weeks. Oh, I thought the contest was like as soon as the rash guard comes out. Well, I mean, I want, well, we can do it anytime between now and then, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll award it. But they're still going to have to wait. So why not get some oh, more? Oh, yeah, you're right. Get yeah, more yeah, receipts yeah, yeah. Get more receipts, more chances right. to win. So we'll leave it there. But uh, check us out on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. I'm Uncle Milty BJJ on IG. I am JJD underscore DJJ69. And the man behind the camera. 
at B A D W E R K S and remember right. to turn the microphone on. Bad, <laughs> bad works. Thank you, everybody, works for bad. watching and listening. Peace, love, jujitsu, babies. Love.